I'm in a good mood. First of all, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I bet you doing about feeling like I don't know, like <laughs> ten thousand or something. Yeah, man, ten. I, I mean, we're gonna be more accurate. Ten thousand six hundred plus streams oh, my worldwide. Forgive, forgive me, I wouldn't be the one to be the one to know or ask about it because I'm just oh, on man. a song or two. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, uh, uh, the only artist who's featured twice on uh, such an occasion. Yeah, so you know, twice is uh, nice. Holla at you. Well, what's going on, that. man? First of all. Congratulations. This is the Quincy Jones show. Uh-huh. And we do have the one and only hip hop. Uh, the only Triple one known H. in uh in uh you know in active captive yeah. domestication. No cap though. <laughs> no cap. Never cap. The hip hop hybrid Doc Lesson. Sorry, what John Smith. On, no cap. No cap. Change that name. Oh he said <laughs> he said, believe in your hair and just go without the hat, sir. There you go. All that's all you need. No, nah, but yeah, man, yours truly, neighborhood friendly, hip hop hybrid, back in effect. Uh, Doc Lesnar, man, co-host of this thing, a Quincy Jones show. We are back with I another do, I do round for him, man. We do, we, do, we do some things. Oh yeah, we man. Do some things. Yeah. But yeah, man. Congratulations, man. I want to thank say, you, uh, thank you're still you. pushing though, man. Yeah, still 100. percent This ain't you know. This is just one of the goals. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So. If y'all are loving the product, and I mean, I don't want to mean to speak for you, but I I, I would say no, that, uh, you know, it ain't lost on me that y'all are supporting your boy. Man. You know, so definitely. It's tremendous, though. Yeah, 100%, the man. Ball, a word from Conan. <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> tremendous. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, we, man. We back with another uh, brand spanking new episode, man, on this thing. And, uh, uh, wrestling happened this week, and yeah. we're here to talk about it. That's, that's, uh, this is true. You know, this uh, the proverbial uh, gun you hold to our heads. On a weekly basis. Yeah, you guys want the updates. It's Holding us to a high standard, are you? Yeah. No, I'm just playing. But uh, thanks a lot for tuning in, as you always do. Uh, I guess you want to get into some uh Yeah, let's do stuff. it. I know we uh, we did talk about a little bit. Uh, you know, we could have gotten yeah, to probably a, a real... I mean, we did get to some some good matchups, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm speaking. I'm getting ahead of myself here. D- uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, news, obviously, he had his last match. Uh, I believe yeah. it's been two weeks now. Yeah, we were speculating whether or not he was actually leaving WWE. Turns yeah. out within line, that time, it's actually no storylines. It's a shoot. It's a His shoot. Uh, contract ran up. And I might add, he's got no 90-day uh, compete clause at all because yeah, he, he was not released or fired. He let the contract expire. Yeah, well, they kind of let it expire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So that's interesting to know. But yeah, go ahead, my, my, my good dude. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know you got probably a little bit more updated from, from this, but uh, I, I actually had some news about the backstage reaction from, like, the locker room and yeah. stuff like that pertaining to this. And, uh, you know, I just want to give credit where credit is due, Fightful Select, as uh, always. Uh, they yeah, revealed yeah. some of the backstage reaction from within uh, the WWE, noting that Brian didn't make it a big deal uh, out of the fact that he was not intending to re-sign with WWE immediately. So even that, the way they, they worded it... Mm. Not intending to resign with WWE. Not a period after that, a space and immediately. So yeah, obviously you know or resign. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, from what I heard, uh, the 
indication within uh, across the other side in AEW, a lot of those inside that would have those conversations uh, fully believe and fully expect uh, DB to, you know, resign. Yeah, that, you know, that, so they're not even really entertaining it yet because they don't really know. They, I mean, obviously they're crazy not to want Brian Danielson to be part of their wrestling promotion, but I think they're trying to be realistic about it. You know, I mean, I think at the same time though, it's also you know the perspective where we're not also thinking about is what Brian wants. You know exactly. I mean? So that, I think yeah, uh, but yeah, because I had that as well. You know, because the report said that people within the company. Uh, you know, heard news that Brian was not intending to stay with WWE, quote unquote, through the grapevine over the last couple of weeks instead of hearing it directly from him. Oh, shit. Um, and then, yeah, to, to your uh, credit, you know, speaking to the reaction of the report, Fightful notes that people within AEW don't believe that Daniel Bryan will be signing with them, noting that they expect Bryan to re sign with WWE. Uh, with regards to what the future may hold, though, this was uh, one of the things I wanted to note because it was noteworthy. It has emerged that Ring of Honor is actually expected to make an offer to to him as well. Oh yeah, I mean you got Brian, Punk, and Joe, and Punk out yeah. there, free agents. That's crazy, man. I mean, they should just be a faction and just like you know fill the offers. Oh, man, can you imagine on some, on some if like they were elite? A faction? Sh- I mean, because that's what the elite did, low key. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and they should just come and go. Like, imagine. Them three showing up in New Japan, showing up in Ring of Honor, showing up in I mean, anywhere. Like, it's perfect because you got Joe who's already frustrated, who couldn't get cleared. Now he can do what he wants. Yep. And he can pick and choose what he wants based on what he knows is, is going to be not detrimental to his body yeah. or his or his mental health. You got three guys you know, who he, own the uh, rights to their names, too. Very, That's very true. I mean, and not to I mean, Daniel Bryan is like, he's always been Brian Danielson anyways, yeah. you know what I mean? But Shoot. then you got Brian who wants to fulfill some of, some of his... You know, I guess list of goals as well professionally, yeah. which he could in control if they're in a triangle type of situation like that. And the then of course American you got Dragon Tour, dog. You got CM Punk, who's been pretty much preaching he wants he doesn't want to do anything unless it's going to be fresh, new, interesting, and worth it. And it's like yeah. when you got those three together, I mean, you're kind of giving everybody what they want. Man, those guys. Mm, I don't know, but yeah, I mean that. that man, you so see, you give me a lot to think about right now because. I mean, obviously, we talked about man of many matches, thoughts. but man, yeah, no, that that would be incredible a package deal with those three, the Ring of Honor elite. Dude, <laughs> that, that's a hell man. of a chokehold on me. Yeah, man. for sure. Fuck, man. But yeah, I mean, that's that's what I had for. Uh, I mean, as far as like the yeah. Daniel Bryan, I know you had a little bit more as well. Yeah, I was just gonna add because I know again, you know, just a little bit update uh, from what I heard. He is still in open communication with WWE, but the indication is that there isn't really a rush. On him to uh, figure things out, you know, as he's kind of enjoying, you know, well-deserved family time right now. But it should be noted there is a full-time backstage role in the seat of a producer slash writer that's actually, you know, open for Brian if and when he does come back. But it's being said that Brian's not looking for a full-time job backstage just yet. Um, and, you know, just to keep furthering the rumor mill, you know, uh, I guess SummerSlam, a lot of people feel could be a rumored return for, you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, back to the WWE fold. Although, mm. you know, it's not wrestling if there isn't anybody, you know, uh, <laughs> armchair booking or, you know, conspiracy theory, you know, things that could happen. And, you know, things are, you know, that are coincidental, which is, you know, wasn't too long ago, I think two years to be exact, where there was, you know, somebody who seemed to be a WWE faithful in, a, you know, Dean Ambrose, who would then turn to John Moxley, who seemed like all he wanted was a break, you know, seemingly like Daniel Bryan around this time when there's a pay-per-view, you know, on the back burner, or not back burner, but just around the corner called Double or Nothing coming up. 
I am not part of that group of that belief that, 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 that could happen. That, that, yeah, I mean, but I love wrestling. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I They're not mean, that lucky, but I, I do love wrestling for trying to fathom it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, if, if you especially get at to, a time like now, yeah, because be that's the, that's the thing about being a fan is you suspend your disbelief, and so like I think there's really like two percent of me that could see that happening, but I don't expect that at all i'm just thinking double or nothing is gonna you know deliver a good card so yeah i but, think uh, you yeah. know i mean i talked to, to you about it off i mean we talked about it last time too is like i think the nxt route would probably benefit them more um but i also don't want to see i want the change to be off yeah to quote to quote a curtis axel line you know i, I want to see what he has in his head that he wants to still accomplish because when you look at wwe he's he's done it all intercontinental title uh, U.S. title, yep. freaking world title, like yep. uh, tag team titles, multiple times with Kane, like mm-hmm. main mm-hmm. event mania twice. Uh, you know he, he, did, he, he, he didn't win he, the Royal Rumble, but I mean, like, dude, like he was a unit. Was he? No, no, no. He was the WWE. No, WWE champion, WWE but he turned champ, it yeah. to the with the eco friendly one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that yeah, was he's the one that, that, yeah. that lost to the Kofi for Kofi. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Right, that's, that's probably right, yeah. one. I would say that's probably one of his biggest uh, accolades as well. I, I get you. you know no, real talk. Besides the people he wants to help elevate, yeah, I don't think there's much he can do to to help on the in ring standpoint. I think the last favor he was able to do that was it was with guys like Shinsuke and Cesaro on the way up to WrestleMania. The Gulaks. Grand, uh, yeah, as and if well. you think about yeah. it, like if this is the last time, it's kind of not a bad match for for Brian to go out on. Like last Mania was phenomenal; that was a good match. Despite despite him saying he fell out of body, and that I still haven't watched it back yet. But the match with Roman, I heard, is held it very high. Yeah, it was, there was, really good. It was just a clean, straight up match. So yeah. you know, I, I can imagine that yeah. not being a good way to to cement you know your legacy if you want to move on. So, but I mean, in terms of SummerSlam, though, that is interesting because. Uh, there is talk that they may be coming back to the garden. I mean, they're I they're, that, they're yeah. hoping that the you know they're going to be able to expect some uh, capacity, you know, to allow some people to come to the show. But they're hoping that New York's going to be opening up and they'll be able to go back, which I think is a good look, you know, if they do that. But the only reason I bring that up is I think I'd be remiss if I also didn't bring this up in terms of uh, you know. WWE uh, folklore and conspiracy theories. Is, yeah. You know, John Cena just posted something the other day. It, it was just yeah. the WWE logo. And, of course, you know, and any, any of your friends who semi-watch wrestling or know you watch wrestling and they see something like that, they, they're always like, hey, you see this? Oh, my God. I was about <laughs> to say, time, everybody yeah, yeah. and their mom had to yeah. let me know. Did you see that Cena? And it's just like, I, Cena I read about it every day, man. I read about and it. And it's all <laughs> random. And I just don't, I don't see him being so on the nose about it, you know? Yeah, so yeah. That's, I that's mean, me. but, you know. Uh, not to say he's like a New York guy, but New York is pretty close to uh, Beantown. You know, yeah, I mean, if, Boston, if, Mass, I so. mean, but I also saw a video today of him singing in what? Like, yeah, I think I shared Chinese, it. I think yeah, I may have shared eating yeah. ice cream. So uh, there, there's Man no limit. Talents. Yeah, there's no <laughs> limit to what Cena is capable of. I just literally or just what he saw, has time to do. Right. Well, like, I was gonna say just before you picked me up to do to record this, like I literally just saw a hefty bag commercial with John Cena. You know, what dude, I mean? it, he, he does it all. So he, he's doing those commercials that's uh, being woven in, in and out of the picture and picture for uh, was it Wipeout as yeah, well? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he does the 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 Asperian commercials. Yeah, with the, he does that. He used to do those pistachio commercials. Yeah, too. he did. Yeah, uh, so he, I mean, and, dude, have you been getting? Uh, have you been seeing these Ric Flair commercials? Yeah, <laughs> I'm enjoying them. Yeah, you know what? Actually, <laughs> I saw. Was it you or did I send it to you? There's this clip where Dusty is actually helping somebody. Yes. Stuff. Oh, and that yes. reminded me of that. Like trying yeah, to sell cars, man. That mess is funny. But no, that's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that's uh, that is uh, interesting that you bring that up though, for sure. For yeah, sure. you never know. I mean, shoot, if anyone could bring 
Daniel Beck would probably be a match with against Daniel or uh, John Cena, right? Possibly something like that. I mean, for a SummerSlam, it's, not it's, too bad, right? It's not like they don't have history together, you know. And, and not a bad, so. uh, not a bad match for Cena to come. Yeah, I just to. don't know if that's something Brian needs. You know, yeah, I mean? that's true. I mean, he's he's kind of been there, yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, but yeah, well, what else you got in the? Uh, uh, no, t- I mean, I know we were talking about just backstage stuff in WWE. I was yeah, gonna yeah. say, I know uh, this past Raw, there's some concern. I know uh, Hector Carrillo, who just yeah, came back. I know he's yeah. been kind of getting his, uh, you know, I won't say just do, but this little time trying uh, to get his stride. Cha- yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 chasing the U.S. title with uh, Sheamus. I know he Shame. popped up during Mansoor's big debut, which I, I don't know if I would have booked it that way, but that's me. Uh, but yeah, no, I guess there's a spot where he went for that sunset flip powerbomb to the floor, and I guess the way Sheamus, he's a brute. Uh, the way he landed, I guess, kind of landed on either his leg or his hip or something. And, uh, you know, people that watched saw that there was an obvious, you know, change to the finish. It was an audible. I think they went with a double count out. Oh, yeah. The ref, well, the ref just, he actually just called the match off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he, um, he checked with both guys because he, he, he was counting and then he went outside and he was checking with both guys. Gotcha. And he just waved okay. the match off. Well, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go on. I'm sorry. I, I was yeah. just like, yeah. Well, just, just from that, the Wrestling Observer and, uh, you know, Pro Wrestling Insider, they both have, uh, uh, both have reported that. Uh, he's cleared right now. I mean, there's no serious injury in his quote, capable of wrestling tomorrow if he wanted. So now yeah. it's from a Tuesday, I think the next day. So but, but he's, then, so he's doing okay, you know. But then they told CM Punk he can do so with the staff infection in the Royal Rumble. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not to go back to CM Punk, but I will say that uh, you know, Carrillo actually he he showed up before then. He just popped back up because Sheamus had been punking him the last two weeks. Yeah. And so, speaking yeah, of he, popping back up, I just had to throw yeah, this in there yeah, real quick. Definitely. This is kind of weird was apparently VD, Velveteen Dream, was seen backstage at Raw, uh, which led to many to speculate maybe a main roster jump is uh, maybe in play, you know. But uh, at the same time, uh, Pro Wrestling Insider has, you know, confirmed that they don't, you know, with their sources, there is not any kind of scheduled debut uh, set for him yet. Um, And they also confirmed he's not been seen at the PC in many months. So very interesting. I mean, I I think... If it's true, I mean, because that's the thing is, I just hate that the kid's so talented and like, yeah. but the investigation was it's so that, flimsy, that you know. Dark. I mean, then meanwhile, it's you like got Marty just... Skrull, who's like a genuine guy. At yeah, least, I mean, not like a known, but you know, he's getting so much more flack than this yeah, guy. I feel yeah, like. yeah, and I just feel like it would help if maybe there's a statement made or something, because it's just more like, okay, I got cleared now, leave me alone. But it's like. Bro, you had like kind of a lot of things going on with the car accident, then you know the thing with the warrant for punching the guy's yeah. car window, and then bro, everything else with the accusation. You like know, you're so. not Kobe. Like you're not gonna, you know. Yeah, you get know, away from this. Exactly. You know, and so, I'm not even trying to. I'm not even trying to compare. Him. I'm just saying, like in terms of like, I'm like, who, who is somebody yeah. that had like a really high profile type yeah. of like situation along the lines, right? And it's like, how did they conquer? How did they, how did yeah. they overcome if they did? And the only person they could think of was, you know, he. Pfft, Played his ass off yeah. and made sure his wife forgave him the way he needed to. You know, uh, you so. know, and it, I don't, it, it's just one of those things too because you haven't he hasn't been seen in a while, and perhaps the only thing that you know to play devil's advocate that that could serve in his you know in his favor is the fact that it's the Thunderdome, you know, and it's not live crowd right now. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know. I mean, they could pipe in whatever they want. It you is, know what but I'm it saying? isn't. It's like uh, with the Thunderdome experience. Uh, you do get directed, yeah, by I'm somebody. Sure. So I'm sure even if he did word to but pop up, but I feel like up, it's visual though, and and you would want to boo him, then they'd be like, no, we need him to be cheered, and then if you don't, then you get kicked off, and they put somebody else in your spot. Oh, I'm you sure. know what I mean? I'm sure, yeah. 
So, so I, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, we'll keep you guys posted on that, though. But, yeah, I think you had something else. I know I mentioned uh, Hector. He had the injury scare, but you had Well, uh, I, I didn't have anything, like, written down, but I just heard, um, you know, because we, we covered this a couple weeks ago, uh, Ricky Starks. Uh, you know, he had that match um, against Hangman Page, and he had the kind of the, that scary spot where he took that German suplex. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was trying to, land, you know, roll through and land on his feet, but he kind of, you know, got a little, I don't know if it was, like, he didn't get enough lift, uh, launch, or if he was, yeah. you know, it almost looked like he got a stinger. Like, but it looked like he was trying to. He had something with his foot. Is kind of how he was feigning it. But I, I didn't understand. Yeah, I, I remember that spot because yeah, he kind of landed like on the back of his neck. Yeah, like, it looked it looked bad. Yeah, really awkward. So I guess he is out right now with a fractured neck because of it. Yeah, I think already it was like three months. I'm not like sure that if he's wrestled since then, but no, I don't think so too. And I don't, I don't believe he was there for the cage versus page match that happened about two no. weeks ago right no i don't think so either so he wasn't there to corner uh hobbs either yeah and then we didn't even get any follow-up with uh christian cage last no no, no, no i'm sorry either. he was there to he didn't he didn't corner hobbs but he showed up at post-match and like you said he uh he was ho- hobbling on, on his knee and remember he had like a that weird stare down with, with uh, christian cage yeah yeah that's so right i that's do right. remember that but or was it hook i think hook was the one that was there with hobbs no or did starks come out at the very end Stocks starts came. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember gotcha. that. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, three months. Hopefully, it won't go too fast. I mean, I don't know what Taz is going to do because it looks like at first Cage was going to splinter off, but now he's got the win against Page. I thought it was just going to double his confidence. Like, do I really need y'all? You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. I mean, I don't know if we'll get Cage versus Omega unless he turns. He'd that'd have be, to turn against Taz and, and, and you know, Team Taz and do all that. You know, we'll, 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 I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I, you want to make a bet right, right here? Right. This is the bet. What? That Starks will be back on, on Dynamite even before Jack Evans. <laughs> Man, probably. I actually saw the match where he, where, with that, uh, it's, yeah, it's I mean, bad. Yeah, yeah it is. He, it he is. lands right on his face. But, yeah, he does. I, but damn, you know, I, it's hard to ignore, though, that maybe if Christian got involved, it couldn't have been like a, a face-turning cage, and like the cages <laughs> versus Team Taz, like Hobbs and uh, cage Starks. Cage and Cage. Yeah. Cajun cage, I mean, not not not, not as a tandem, but like just as a you know, just for that situation. You oh, know come on, man! So. You, you, you got you got the the dude with the reps, and I don't know, I, and the and the one who can outwork everybody. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. Boom! You said I can outwork out everybody. Yeah, they, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, go. instead of out, see, he's outwork. I'm work out. I can out curl. Yeah. He out he outworks him. That's all. That's there you all go. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sorry, uh, so definitely unfortunate for Ricky Starks. I feel like. I mean, like I said, I would like to see what he can do uh, separate from Team Taz. Yeah. Because um, he can even come back and be like, well, look what, you know, me aligning myself with you got me. I got freaking injured. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got uh, charisma, yeah. No, man. he does, dude. He really does. That's why, uh, you know, I first got a glimpse of him in um, NWA. But what's crazy is I've watched some uh, Dark, and, like, he'll do, the, the like, literally I'll hear this dude that sounds like, he should not be in commentary. I'm like, who is this dude? Like, and it's like he's talking to Taz, but he sounds like such a novice, or he's just like way too chill. Like, like not the kind of voice yeah, you want no, to hear I, for a long time. I, I, I and then I'll go, about. and it's like, yo, that's Starks right there. Like, why is Starks on commentary? So it's so it's yeah, it's like totally polar opposites when he's like turns it on. They like, are because like he's so chill, but then at the same time he still wants to like make Taz happy. Yeah, and like. <laughs> It's just straight up. Man. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, no. Anything else on your end? Uh, I actually had a little update. You know, okay. there was a a report slash rumor slash in the window. Oh, you don't say. Uh, about you know 
these uh, these talks with WWE and NLW. Oh yeah. So I actually have a quote from the man himself, Court Bauer. Court Bauer. Okay. Well, of course, you know MLW's he, uh, very own. He, uh, you know, he's the one who, uh, you know, bought it and uh, you know reopened uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like what oh six oh seven yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, you know, he's obviously in. Uh, I think he's in like a president role now. As mm-hmm. opposed to the straight out owner, but of, I think he's if he's not the top dog, he's one of them for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, he's definitely responsible for bringing you know the the the, the relevant mm-hmm. back. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, he uh, he spoke with John Pollock of uh, Post Wrestling, uh, where he talked about uh, weighing the upside of a potential deal, which I love. That's why you know that's how they worded it. Mm-hmm. But um, again, courtesy of Fightful here, said uh, quote. There are a lot of things that haven't been done since maybe the 70s with their uh, interpromotional matches and stuff. We, of course, would be intrigued for it, but uh, you would have to look and see what's the long-term strategy. Does it align with your goals? Does it align with our goals? Does it uh, serve the the fans? Uh, Does it serve the company and the talent to the best of its ability? Or is it just a quick transactional thing and you're just looking for the, the clout and the headlines? Which I thought was... Hmm. Very smart to weigh that portion as well because yeah. you know that shows a you're not you're totally aware of your perception. Yep. Um, and and as well as I don't want to say place, but I guess current standing. You know what I mean? Yeah, in the like wrestling promotional totem pole right now. And, and when you think yeah. about it, he's he's kind of said it's like one of those uh, you know uh, don't be a menace to South Central like message uh, yeah. like oh, moments yeah. for like impact like maybe I should uh, you know. Yeah, no, but it's funny because I was just going to say when I hear the the quote, it sounds like right right away I see through it like we're not going to do the impact AEW deal. It's going to be fully, (laughs) you know, beneficial for all parties involved for sure. Yeah, he he goes on to say, uh, for me, I look at this and go, quote, I'm not even done with my media rights deals. I know the evaluation of my company is only going to go up. I am not interested in selling. I'm not having any conversations about selling, and that's step one. So I thought that was very interesting as well. Yeah. Hearing what we thought was going to be, you know, supposedly this new feeder system, which I think what since uh, Evolve. Yeah. But then they bought Evolve, and so, like, yeah. you know, they, they I think you're but able to. it's just like them to know, want more than one thing or to buy it all because why well, not? Well, they signed, they already signed yeah. everyone that was, you know what I mean? So they did everyone with, that was doing some good work down there. Yeah. Um, but it also goes on to say, uh, strategically, doesn't mesh. Uh, what's the upside and downside? That's the stuff uh, you evaluate. If so, you move forward. If not, the conversation disqualifies itself and you go in a different direction. We've had those conversations with other folks and we have, uh, we've had them with a lot of people. Some you'll find it works better and maybe uh, an hour later conversation. Right now in wrestling, everything is fluid. The biggest goal I have right now is how do I maximize awareness for the company so we're not the best kept secret in the game anymore, which I thought was another great point. Yeah. Um, we know other promoters watch us and try to take our talent and ideas, which definitely have been heavily reported about. Uh, I don't know if you heard he, he's trying to send uh, like lawsuits after people for for like WWE for sure. Oh, okay. where we're hawking their talent uh, while, oh, while, while I do, under yeah. Uh, yeah, contract. Right. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it was a contract um, tampering. Yeah, but he goes, he says, uh, but how do we get fans on a larger scale to know about us? That's my focus now. So okay, yeah. Like I said, I thought it'd be good to hear it straight from the man. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, but yeah, that's all I got, man. Oh, yeah, that's all I got. Nice, man. Not not a bad uh, round of headlines this week. Right before we get into the weekly, no, I can't do it. <laughs> the weekly wrestling. 
Review. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, again, this could mean certain change. If this is something that goes down, it could mean changes for NXT, possibly, if that's where the direction of, like, mm. you know, where the speed that of system would be or, actually or, or, really, Cause you know, cause some maybe some people Especially could, with the Vice deal in, in place for MLW, like yeah, you know, I mean, so with Vice, you know, Vice's they have a lot of great yeah. programming going on they right do. now. So they it's do. like the talent exchange if they do something like that, if that's what the model is looking like, that'll be kind of cool. I mean, just selfishly, I'm just thinking about you know uh, Jacob Fatu and uh, Roman Reigns seeing who the real chief is, seeing <laughs> oh, as they are uh, real family. That would be hard. Um, actually, he, he is his dad is the uh, is Rikishi's uh, I think cousin, like yeah. direct cousin. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but like even like Contra, you know, oh, I don't know if they yeah, want I no mean, Simon Grimm over there. They're like, there, hold on, yeah. hold on. <laughs> we'll pick the members Wait, we want. Watch to cross how he over. throws yeah. guys in the in the Irish whip. We don't know about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, I mean, uh, and that's me just ribbing on the square there. Um like it. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just thought it was interesting um as far as transition as we get into NXT right now, which you know what, I, I'll go out and say, man. That uh, I actually very much, you know, we talked about it with Mark actually. That I feel like that NXT's been getting better. It's not, it's not bad. Uh, I did, you know, I don't know. I mean, there are some things. I, yeah, I, there are some <laughs> things I like, but it's the, getting better. Some yeah. things. Uh, it, it is. Uh, I think on Tuesdays, it's it's becoming more watchable. But I, um, there was one I think after the fir- not okay. They had the first initial launch on Tuesday, and then the one. After that one, I felt like fell short a little bit, but since then they've been keeping the ball rolling for sure. So, but uh, this week I was very intrigued because there were some good announced matches. Uh, we kick kick it right off at one. Uh, it's uh, of course this is the NXT review, by the way. But uh, Austin Theory, your boy with Papa John, yeah, sport dummy, sporting that, uh, <laughs> yeah, sporting that uh, nice uh, way headband as well. Going against the NXT champion Karrion Cross, of course, flanked by his girl uh, Scarlett. And you guys know how I'm doing this now. I'm just going ahead by uh, spots, man. <laughs> so was, just wanted to say, I wasn't a fan of him uh, using the warrior. That's higher for regular TV. Yeah, not not for theory. It's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. But I guess it was to show, like, I'm I'm angry. If somebody were to tune in for the first time and see this cat, they'd be like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, theory, he does hesitate to enter the ring, which popped me. Uh, Real limited offense on his end. We do get a drop kick from him. Uh, At one point, he does rake the eyes after Johnny distracts the ref. Uh, he does get a DDT on the floor and hits that uh, rolling shotgun drop kick for one as well, which I was surprised that Karrion gave him that. Uh, much more when I saw the follow-away slam uh, as well. Cross, uh, on his end, he does absorb a clothesline early on and then floors him with one of his own. <laughs> yeah, uh, nasty running boot, and there's a one point where he dares Theory to reach out to Johnny at ringside then stomps his hand. That was brutal. Uh, very much. An exploded suplex as well. Uh, the finish comes where Karrion pops up from the uh, follow-away slam I talked about and hits back-to-back Doomsday. Saito, uh, Saito suplexes. Uh, he follows up with the running forearm to the back of Theory's neck, then pummels him with more uh, before staring down Gargano at ringside, and he locks in the uh, cross jacket for the win. Post-match, we see Cross hold this title and stare, uh, you know, he stares down the way all the way up the ramp when uh, Finn appears behind him. And, uh, yeah, you like that. <laughs> Finn tells him, uh, quote, he doesn't wait in lines. He wants his rematch. And Cross says, quote, uh, you know, if he wants it, just, he wants it just as bad as he does, and uh, let's do this. Finn nods and says, done, and uh, he le- leaves the uh, ring with a grin. So the, my uh, my note about that is I wasn't mad at the spot mm-hmm. with him being in the ring because, you know, he did it to him Yeah, um, uh, a couple weeks ago before they had their match. Yeah, definitely. But... A, you're not William Regal. You can't make matches. So yeah. for you to well, be like I, done. The way he said done know. made it sound like he came to Regal to me, which is a lot of doc, 
you know, dots for me to cross. But mm. I mean, know. I did like the reaction, the response, I should say, from Cross, where he's like, "Oh yeah, I wanted just as bad as you." Yeah, I'm like, okay, I like well, that. That's he the thing. Always, he wants to leave no questions unanswered. Yeah, you know I mean? but so. I think was it you that sent me this clip of uh, you know where Cross is talking about he wants to be a champion that gives the fans the big matches they want to see. Like he's been very consistent in saying that. Um, in character, out of character. Someone even said, hey, what about a guy like Walter? He goes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's a big money match. Like, that's mm. something that you mm. would love to see, you would pay to see. Like, those are the matches. Like, I want people to, like, I want to have the matches that, like, people actually want to see, not just, like, a throwaway program, basically. So, I like, I mean, yeah, the only other thing is, uh, um, ugh, there was something I was going to bring up. Oh, oh, the fact that Finn, as champ, was, like, on everyone's head, like, Back to the line. Yeah. And then now he's like, I don't do lines. Yeah. I'm like, so you and Johnny. Johnny don't do wheels, and you don't do lines. But okay. you know what? As the prince and everything he's done since he's come back yeah. and returned, like, he does deserve it. So I'm not hating. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Next definitely. we get a uh, backstage. I'm a, I'm a Finn fan. I just, I just uh, had to give him some shit. Yeah. Uh, backstage segment next with Leon Ruff. Uh, we see Regal in the interview. He gets interrupted by Ruff, who mm -hmm. demands a chance to compete tonight. Regal denies the request. He notes, you know, you basically took a bad beating from uh, Swerve last week. But Ruff kind of assures him like, he already got cleared by a medical. Oh, yeah, but, but the Regal count anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. But uh, Regal clarifies he's been quote cleared as tolerated which he refused to give you know the toleration basically which leaves the rough kind of throwing a tantrum about not being good enough i guess it was kind of weird uh this next uh, match I really enjoyed actually. Um, I mean, it wasn't the best thing smoking, but it was a cool little, uh, you know, a cool little ditty on the on the card. Brazango, <laughs> uh vets going against the rookie champions yeah. in MSK. I uh, do want to say that uh, during the match commentary, do note that the scheduled match between Al Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane was canceled due to Wolf having stomach flu or a stomach flu diagnosis, I guess. But I couldn't tell if that was like. Yeah. Shoot or yeah, I was like, like cause <laughs> again, you know, it was like, oh, go ahead and make that match, and he left last week in the middle of the Zoom call, but I couldn't tell if he like did was he on the way to make the match and no, he, he was on his way to, at the, at the nurse's on office, to, like, on his way to the toilet, bro. Yeah, he they, was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> too much strudel. Uh, I did, uh, but yeah, the, the match starts off, you know, a little athletic stalemate with a super kick attempt from both men and Breeze yeah, that and was Nash. that was very impressive. Yeah, uh, how definitely. They uh, Dango, he hits a drop kick and hits the hip swivel, and Nash hits a drop kick and hits swivel of his own to respond to Dango. Uh, we do kind of get this weird, uh, neat spot where Breeze blind tags in, but Nash does a drop down and causes Brazongo to collide, uh, collide into each other. And then another spot where the ref is kind of involved, where he does yeah, a drop man. down and leapfrogs Breeze, allowing Nash to hit a drop kick. It felt really PWG ish when I saw I, I that. I was going to ask what your response to that was because uh, I, I feel saw... like that was MSK's idea, to well, be honest. With I was you. Surprised they did that on live TV. To be yeah. honest, just because like it was, it'd be one thing if he was legitimately, legitimately in the line of way, like you know what I mean. He yeah. he, he stepped into it. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, for sure. But it was also the fact that he like what he did when he got back up. He was like, oh yeah, I'm ready. I've been waiting for this moment, yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and I was that, like, yeah, that was, chill. Yeah, like, yeah, that was a little much. Like too. you don't need to be like the ref's not supposed to be getting himself over. Yeah, yeah. You know that's what everyone always usually says. But but we do um, uh, we do get a Falcon yeah. Arrow from Dango. Uh, we get a pair of supermodel kicks from uh, Breeze to MSK. MSK. But they bring in, you know, they, they hit the strike combo we like to see, the shoving moonsault for two. And we do see a two for one Hari Hara moonsault on the wrong show from a Nash. <laughs> 
Uh, and then uh, Breeze does well, attempt an unprettier, yeah, yeah. uh, but eats a super kick from Nash before MSK hit end transmission for the win. Is that but, what it's called? Yeah, I think we were talking about it uh, when they, I think when they beat GYV, I, I heard Vic call it that. So mm. uh, post match, uh, Brazango shake hands with the champs, and they kind of show signs of frustration, maybe splitting. I don't know. Uh, at this point, uh, MSK they stare down the barrel and uh, call out LDF, saying, "Which you know, we ain't hard to find. You want these? Come and get them, because that's MSK all night and all so, day." So, so they were they already had. Oh yeah, they did have the, the championship match with GYV. Yeah, but that that wasn't a triple threat match. Or that was the second no, match. That, that was why they they had the second match because I think that it okay, was okay. Uh, because I kept thinking I'm like they they keep ducking these dudes and I was like, or was that a, I couldn't remember if that was a triple. Yeah, because I, I remember okay. kind of being I was surprised they lost clean on that match, but yeah. But uh, yeah, we get a backstage segment from Johnny Gargano, who walks right into Regal's office per usual. This was and funny. Uh, Regal even notes how this time he's not in a meeting. Uh, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny has a fit about uh, defending the title against Reed next week and Theory being fed to Cross. And he kind of just asks Regal, why do you hate me? Which I love this. Uh, Regal reassures him he values him very much, especially as a brand's uh, North American champion. Tells him the match will stand on, wishes him good luck. And uh, I like this because Johnny does reach for the brass knuckles and Regal goes, don't you dare. Yeah, and, and, then he, uh, yeah, and he says, from snapping the uh, pencil instead. I, I, I liked how he said, see, I left the door. I even left the door open yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> was like, yeah. Was, that was a joke. I was like, he's like expecting it. Yeah. Uh, this time uh, we get an announcement June 13th. The next yeah. takeover, it will be in your house returning uh, and it will be hosted by Todd Pettengill and it will be on Peacock. So that's something to uh, note on your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next, we get an in-ring segment that does turn into a match, but it's Pete Dunn because uh, uh, before the break, we see him on his way to the ring. He's flanked by Oni Lorcan, which I thought was important because yeah. I haven't really seen these two together since, you know, Birch went down. So it yeah, shows exactly. that they're still, you know, tethering them together, which is good. Uh, and I do notice commentary say he's not scheduled to be in the building. Uh, Dunn cuts a promo about cross-picking Finn as his next opponent. And this, he probably, says he, this probably took the place of the Alexander Wolf match. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. Uh, Says says he doesn't blame him for choosing Finn as his next opponent because he's the toughest matchup there is. Uh, He basically accuses Cross of ducking him and says his title reign will be short-lived before declaring himself the baddest man at NXT. And once again, there's somebody in the back to step up to prove him wrong, which... Leon Ruff appears and so, blindsides him from behind and clotheslines him to the floor to, before Ruff appears to officially start the match. Go ahead. So I was I don't first have much upset with the fact that I'm like, well, how? I mean, so the ref's just going to allow us to happen, even though we clearly see that Regal didn't want him to compete. Yeah. That was, you know, what, that was the one stickler thing, right? But it's an but, open but, challenge. But right? I will say, and you know how I feel, <laughs> I actually did not mind this from Leon Ruff. He actually looked. Pretty good. Show tenacity. I I I will give. I didn't it to like him the tantrum from earlier, but this yeah yeah that, is that, yeah because that's why I was like that. Well, you know, I don't know if he was talking about he's not good enough or what what like what he expected the from Regal wasn't good enough. I think it, he was talking about like why am I not good? Like, do you think are you one of the ones that think I'm not good enough either? Like, I'm a fluke. See, blah, the, blah, blah, yeah, because you know that's what I was trying to figure out if he was like, oh, what like what I expected from you is not good enough, or you're saying, yeah, I did. so that that that's another whole another opening. Seems like then, oh, you know it's swerve I mean? poison your mind. Like that's how oh, that okay. came off to me. But a little yeah, bit. so I didn't, I didn't. I mean, he didn't. I'll put like this. Dunn did a good job where he was like, you ain't getting all that other loopy doopy shit on me. Bro. I mean, like, he, I will he, say he gave Ruff a, a yeah, little bit of, of uh, offense, and this is what he got. He got that uh, kip up basement enziguri, which is Leo neat, Rush. You know, uh, right. Wrist lock. Uh, well, he does it kind of like Eddie Gordo, though. Uh, wrist lock springboard Hurricanrana. Uh He does hit a shotgun drop kick from the second rope and that rebound lariat he likes to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, he does counter. Uh, I, did, I did like this because he does use the joint manipulation to counter. 
kind of like the Spidey sense evasion stuff. We do see it running in Zaguri from Dunn, and he counters that corkscrew cutter with a stiff forearm. Yeah, uh, he locks in the triangle uh, choke and rains down repeated elbow strikes until he gets the ref stoppage for the win. Post match, he shrugs and then snaps Ruff's fingers as two refs tell him to back off. Which I was like, yeah. oh, Quincy will like that. Well, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, I, I was, you know, in the spirit of being positive, that that little uh, springboard hurricane Ronnie you hit him with was actually believable. Yeah, and I that's, that's that. something that is, is in his arsenal. I was just yeah. surprised that Dunn was uh, down to sell for that. I thought maybe at least a rebound Lariat, but not that. Because so. I, I saw when Ruff was in that with that that uh, gauntlet match or whatever, Yeah, I saw that he hit somebody with that that Hurricane Rana, and like, he already did like the motion to do the backflip before the guy started flipping. Oh, I got so you. So I'm like, I can't, that's why yeah, I can't no believe No one likes it. telegraphable like, action, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it so. seems like they're just waiting, yeah. Uh, next, we get a backstage promo from Legado del Fantasma. LDF, they say the real champion is Escobar, and tonight the belt comes back home, while Santos says Kushida is only still champion because he likes him, and then he vows to be a two-time cruiserweight champ by the end of the night. Uh, this leads to a uh, announcement in two weeks, one of two announcements for two weeks, the first being uh, Frankie Monet. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. she's going to have her debut, a vignette I like, plays. I like this, because yeah. it, it was like a like a show. It was like Definitely. the way that they it produced says, it. It was really interesting yeah, how they did that. Exactly. It says, ladies Ladies and gentlemen, you're cordially invited to the greatest moment of your lives, the world premiere, which is probably the TV aspect you're talking about. Yeah. Live on NXT in two weeks. Uh, and then shortly after, we get Balor versus uh, Karrion Cross for the title also uh, confirmed in two weeks. In two weeks. Yeah, By so the way, I didn't realize Raw, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I didn't think that he had that thick of an accent when he talked before. I don't. You think he's pouring uh, it on? No, no. I mean, I think what it is is his. He's getting uh, more comfortable with the more. I think he's talking with the more uh, bravado. Oh, uh, I see that. Or in, in his voice, like I, I think he's that. he's just trying to get, or you know, just more deeper. Because I've, you know, he's definitely. I, I've seen. Because uh, I remember when I made him just to have a bump guy. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. Like, like on, in he, the game, hey, he got he got a good uh, move set. Yeah, though. he yeah, does. He, he's he he's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, very much. Uh, this brings us to the second title match of the night, which is uh, or or yeah, it is because yeah. we have the world. Uh, or, yeah, uh, this no, is the, the start the, of the second hour, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the first of two title matches. Uh, Mercedes Martinez goes against the women's champion Raquel Gonzalez, flanked by Kai. And uh, we do see both women are shown individually prepping for the match earlier. Uh, but yeah, I mean. We do see a slugfest, quote, off the rip, as Vic calls in commentary. This leads to Martinez sending Raquel to the floor. We get a rolling senton from the apron by Martinez as well. And I like the spot where she chases Kai over the barricade and kind of drills Raquel into the plexiglass yeah. with that knee, which I thought was Hard really hitting. good because it, re yeah, it really set, set tone. the tone yep. in terms of physicality because I was like, I don't think I've seen anybody do that except, you know, like really move that way with Raquel, like but I think, like charge at her. Yeah, exactly. Given her size and and, and, and intimidation factor, but mm. it drilled home that I'm not intimidated by you. Yeah, I'm exactly. running. I'm running. I'm giving the fight to you. Like mm -hmm. this is how bad I'm trying to get to you. I I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, in terms of other spots with uh, a Mercedes, there's a, a point where she does finally get a takedown on the champ, locks in the rear naked choke. Uh, we do see that spinning neck breaker, the rope hung spinning neck breaker. Yeah. She likes to do, but from the corner, which shows that you know, kind of like I gotta, you know, I gotta go the extra limit because she's bigger than my you know most opponents that i usually go against uh and we did get a near fall and i did did like the spear she hit raquel with on the apron it kind of yeah. reminded me of something edge would do for sure or christian's done it uh, for definitely for sure yeah he the definitely has. uh and uh we do see the fisherman buster which i, I haven't seen her pull out in a while after she counters that single arm power bomb Some yeah i thought that was her uh her finish the, it, the it was glider. it was for a while until she changed it to the uh 
I think it's the air raid bomb. Is the, oh is yeah, you're right because it did it so. did say so in the in the intros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the champ though, not a slouch. She does take charge numerous times, but it's like I don't know. We talked about this off mic, but there's a lot of like a long picture in picture segment yeah, where dude. that really undermines the damage she does because there's a point where she does like a power slam that's real Neidhart esque, and we don't mm. see a lot of people do it anymore versus even yeah. women. Or even like Ron Simmons type, you know? And she, she does it during picture in picture, but then it has to do it I again once that. they come back yeah. just to get it on camera. But it was good, you know? And then we did see a, uh, I, I believe it was a, uh, not a running power slam, but she did a, a big hostile snap suplex during picture in picture, yeah, too. Yeah, she did. She uh, did. And we did see the lawn dart she likes to do into the ring post for two. But the end comes where Raquel, she eats repeated knees, almost like a BTE trigger type of deal uh, from Mercedes. But then she ends up uh, hitting her with a desperation big boot, hits that single arm powerbomb for the win. Post-match, the champ does stand tall with the belt. Kai by her side as well. And then uh, actually we see Swerve show up in the parking lot with his entourage at this time. And well, uh, they kind of shove down a cameraman. But, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, my bad. I just wanted to point out how how great the representation was in this match. I had texted you about it earlier. Yeah. Which, I mean, that was the only thing I can complain about was the fact that they had way too many picture-in-picture breaks for this match. And, it, I mean, you know, you had an African-American woman as a ring announcer, yeah. African-American woman as the referee for the match. Then you had the women's champion that that's a Latin woman as well as the another badass yep. Latin woman has taken her on as a competitor. Like, uh-huh. It was like I took a snapshot of it because I thought it was beautiful. It made me, it got me in the feels a little bit for like that big fight feel, you know. It felt, I mean, even then, from the split screen last week, the build yes, all, all. Yeah. I mean, it's been great, you know. Even and I when, did go back and watch it. It was really good. Yeah, you man. Were, you were it, talking it, me and about it, and yeah. even the week before where she was able to Bill, uh, Bill throw her into the plexiglass and like make a statement and that. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's been really good. You know, what I'm the saying stuff she so, was like, oh, I'll do you a favor and take Dakota out the picture so none's gonna yeah. like all the all the talk. Like I, you know, I was like. Yo, this is good. And then well, I don't know whose idea it, you was. You know, for, yeah. like you said, out the gate you got, or off the rip, you know, they started getting at it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then picture in picture, I'm like, seriously? Because don't get me wrong, the matchup did get clunky at times. And I think it's just a difference of experience between the women. But it to me, it wasn't, it didn't dominate what the match could have been. And I felt yeah, like what it could have been. way more, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like it got undermined by that. Because it wasn't just a picture. picture. It was like it. the longest commercial yes. break they had. They need sure. to run like, it back. They need for, to run it back for sure. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I felt a little robbed by it. Especially, I felt like Raquel's didn't, it didn't do any favors perception-wise for her. Like, if someone was watching, they'd probably be like, man, I'm surprised she got that, she got that out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like she, she looked like she was on the ropes for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And, you know... It you know, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't take anything away from uh, Mercedes with that perception no, either. Not so at all. yeah, that's good. But I think like in the in the near in, future, in the form <laughs> of story- storytelling, yeah, like can we just like give this a little bit more better focus, uh, or at least with the way y'all chose to produce this? Yeah, for real. Uh, from a viewer standpoint, because people were like me, I was hooked, and then y'all took me out of it like yeah. immediately. Like seriously, damn. man. But uh, this takes us to a backstage segment, which I'll link to another one. Uh, we see the way they're shown being chased out the locker room by referees and trainers uh, as Johnny raises his title and says, see you next week. Camera pans to Bronson Lane on the ground holding his head as uh, Steve Carino, Scotty Too Hotty, a.k.a. Scotty the Body, 
uh, is uh, <laughs> checking in on him. Uh, there's another guy there, but I didn't really recognize who he was. But uh, Reed gets on his feet. He's kind of groggy. He basically calls Johnny a dead man. And uh, later on, we do see this kind of corny superhero theme vignette that like hypes the t- uh, tag team title victory of Indy and Larray last week before we see uh, <laughs> yeah. an angry uh, Bronson Reed is shown on camera. And he says, you know, he's sick of death of the way. And he met with Regal. And he's uh, officially made his title match next week a steel cage match, which I think will be really good. You so, know what I'm saying? So this promo from Bronson was really great, mm-hmm. really key. Mm-hmm. I believed him. Yep. I bought into it. Point, and yeah. I have to say, I feel really bad because Damian Priest literally had a similar situation on Monday where he uh Yeah, he, I heard he's still going against Miz like, and Morrison. Yeah, That's so he, crazy. he beat Morrison, you know, him and Miz got a match set for uh WrestleMania Backlash and the the step for the go is this Sunday. It's a ladder match, right? Uh, no. No, oh, no, it's lumberjack. My bad. Yeah, and then, but it was like the way how he confidently went in. It's like, yeah. So I know what you know. He's talking to oh, Adam. Do we got to do like, predictions. I guess we're we're gonna have to yeah. bring those. I mean, I, I, we'll I, figure it. I out. don't know all the matches. I just know that there's a triple yeah. threat for the world. I don't even know if Roman. No, oh no, yeah, no. it's Roman and Cesaro. So, oh, okay. but you know, not not the backtrack. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying he was in a similar situation. Of the, you know, the way he was like. You know, I'm, I'm I'm sick of Morrison always in his business. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep him out with a lumberjack match. I'm like, or a steel cage. Just this. Yeah, yeah. That'd be you know, that'd be a lot more. You know, to you, the point. But you know, because the steel cage doesn't have a uh, you know any any mercy or uh, yeah any conscience like these other guys who are like, well, is this gonna affect my push if I uh, touch this guy? No, nah, and just like <laughs> it is the Miz, and, and just make sure you can pin inside the case so you yeah, don't have to climb man. out. And that's not a thing, but I don't know. But I digress. Yeah. Uh, this brings us to one of the uh, big, uh, I would say, big highlights of the night uh, for NXT, and that's a uh, promo segment with Swerve. We see him on the yes. ramp, and he says it's about to get spooky in NXT when the lights go out. The song hits. And the new entourage that formed last week, they enter seemingly named the Hit Row. As far as I can see from the, uh, you know, the Titan Tron. Yeah. We do see AJ Francis, the guy who caught, you know, uh, Leon nah, nah, last. Nah, that's le- top. Nah, nah, I'm going to get to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to nah. get to it. You know, who we know is AJ Francis. I, you know, the guy who caught Leon rough and helped uh, Swerve win the match last week. He places a chair in the ring uh, for Swerve to continue his promo. And I think you even noted it looked like it was like the same chair he would normally sit in, like in the studio, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, kind of. Uh, continuity you yeah know, that, that and comfortability imagery. as well you know but what i'm saying i like how they're bringing the the uh an element of the the pre-tape yeah to the real world to, yeah exactly, so, you know exactly. What I mean? and that's yeah. what we said is this was a good uh i think barometer a lot velveteens yeah. did that a lot with his like yeah, yeah with the count stuff, yeah so. but i think for swerve it was good because it was going to be a make or break moment like yeah, i think we got excited true. last week and you could do all you can in like posts with vignettes you know what i'm saying but you know, this is live, so I think this yep. is good. You know, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> but now he goes on with his promo. He says, you know, the biggest mistake he made at NXT was trying to be something the universe perceived him to be. He mocks the whole Swerve's house gimmick before saying, you know, Swerve is a savage. He's disrespectful, and Swerve is a dangerous man. And he recruited people with the same mindset that introduces AJ Francis, who's now known as Top Dollar, who uh, cuts a promo uh, using bars about being in the NFL on A&E and uh, in XXL as well before coining, quote, who? Who hotter than top dollar? Not nada. 
Not bad. <laughs> uh, now Asante the Adonis chimes in, uh, getting his G money on. I guess he says he has G baby. Th- yeah, G baby. Oh no, no, it's a G. No, yeah, no, no, it is G money yeah. because G baby's from. Uh, we always do yeah, this. He's from fucking. Uh, it's G baby trying to be G money trying to be bishop. <laughs> there you is go. What it is, but he chimes in saying, "I got three rules. First off, details are crucial. Uh-huh. Not not a bad start. Second, don't try them or something. You know what happened. And then he says, watch your energy around him. Uh, and then he kind of warns the, that he'll put the cameraman on World Star as Top Dollar holds him back. Well, it wasn't the best thing, but okay. Well, you know, well, you're, you're going to be the guy that takes the bumps for sure. Uh, Brianna Brandy now is reintroduced as B Fab as she cuts a promo boasting about touring with Juicy J and living overseas before saying Swerve needed a mind like hers as she's the dime who makes the deals. Uh, she basically says Ruff is a done deal as she put money on his head and Dollar talks about how he dropped him on it uh, before Swerve says they're a problem and together they produce hits, which is why they're called the Hit Row. And if you didn't know, now you know. And the only part I didn't like was. It's basically the zero miedo sign that they did. The no, nah, it's, it's not know, even threes that. Threes up, threes down. I, you know I, I was I mean? laughing so. because uh, you, you see uh, uh, Top Dollar, which I got to get used to now. Uh, <laughs> he's rocking the red hard, and they're talking about the other row. Yeah. And he's throwing up them bees. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, I, I thought it was good visual to have a big guy like that, especially top dollar. Almost, I mean, because like he's he gonna got take that, over at some point. But what I'm saying is, he they they got a dude that looked like Suge, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I was almost you know what thinking Earl like, Gotti too, like at first. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but like I, you know, because that's what I was thinking. But then row, it's like death row. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That. That's why. So, I, was, I mean, like, and I the, see name, what y'all were doing. the name does kind of. It might have to grow on me a bit. Like I like it, then I don't like hit row. I just feel like there's probably a, a indie label out there called that. You know what I'm saying? For some I mean, reason. It, and it makes you think factory, why not hit factory, hit squad, yeah, yeah. or something like that. But I mean we'll see what's up. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's why I get with the murder ink part. Like it it kind of has that hit man, hit, you know, to rip it like like it. hit hits ink or something like that. They mm-hmm. I, you know it would have been dope if they if they didn't already have like the rights to it. It's like maybe something like black ink would have been dope. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Man, yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know what? The the only thing I didn't like was like, I felt like they could have came up with something better than B Fab. Yeah, but um, you know what? Because it was like, cause I be fabulous. I'm like, uh, yeah, cause okay. I feel like that fabulous thing has been done with the with yeah. Carmella, and it's hard not to, you know. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll see, man. Cause I was, I thought she was gonna wrestle. So her saying she's the dime with the deals or gets the deals done or whatever it was, I feel like, oh, that's good because that's we are missing. I mean, we got Scarlet, but Scarlet doesn't do things in normal uh, like valet or manager does. Yeah, she's on that so, witch too. Because <laughs> I so. kept thinking Top Dollar would be the head. You know, witches what I'm saying? be wilding. So, it, it, which maybe it will be because I, you know, you could tell it's going to be Swerve versus Top Dollar at some point. You know, what I'm saying when it you implodes, think? it's going to implode at some point, like down the line, even mm. if it's a year from now. But like, I, I, I still think that Shanti will be the first one to get jumped out. I, I don't. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, but I think it eventually will come to a point where it's like that Wayne versus Birdman moment. You know what I'm saying? Pac versus, versus Suge moment. Like, or, or Snoop know, versus Suge. You know what would be say. dope is if Josiah somehow got involved down the line. That would be dope, actually. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's... Mm, that, but my that, bad. I know you yeah, got, no, you got no, you good. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, we got two segments, two matches left. Uh, Cameron Grimes, of course, he is shown <laughs> pulling up to a house auction wanting to bid two mil. Uh, the bid goes up to four mil as Grimes asks the auctioneer to slow down. 
Finally bids $8 million uh, before getting outbid last minute by a stranger for $20 million. He yells out loud, who would spend that much in a house? And, of course, the stranger reveals himself to be the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, Grimes asks why he is ruining his life, and uh, DiBiase says he's already told him everyone's got a price but the million-dollar man, and you, my friend, are no million-dollar man. Grimes, of course, screams his name just and yells explodes. why. <laughs> yeah, it was just awesome, yells man. why over and over and over. So He, no, he played it well. Yeah, it's the new uh, Tom and Jerry. I, I'll say he's doing good at not making it feel Over. old yet. Yeah, you for know sure. What I'm so yeah, man. But uh, and then we get a. You know, I only put this on because I really like the verbiage. We get a, a quick vignette for Zoe Stark. Uh, she talks about being a fan of uh, Tony Storm. Yeah, until this is good. She started quote talking more than she was performing. Really like that. Says she doesn't think Storm is mad at her because she beat her. She's mad because she knows she's hungrier than her. And uh, says the rematch won't be an upset. It's going to be a victory because next week she will face a wrestling machine. And, uh, yeah, I could just probably go right into the rest of next week, you know, uh, announcements, like we said, Zoe Stark versus Tony Storm. And Johnny Gargano defending his uh, North American title in a steel cage against Bronson Reed. Of course, we get the two-week, uh, you know, announcements from now, which, of course, the world premiere, Frankie Monet, and the NXT title match of the Prince, Finn Balor, going against uh, Karrion Cross as well. And uh, I'll get right uh, to the last two matches we got. We got Oni Lorkin, uh, and he's flanked by, uh, oh, I, I wrote Burt, but I meant Dunn. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't really see them together, man. But pre-match, I guess there was a uh, situation that happened in the parking lot where Lorkin confronted Kyle uh, earlier in the day, and he basically <laughs> tells Kyle, you can't beat Cross, you can't beat Bally, you can't beat Dunn, and, and guess what? Chicken butt. <laughs> Which, I wasn't mad at that, I'm but I don't know. I'm, how- a, I'm a child. I'm easily, uh, I'm, I'm easily popular no, no, with no, stuff no, like no, that. No, don't so. get me wrong. It was good for the cool Kyle thing but I don't know how many of those genuine moments he'll get you know what I'm saying so we'll, we'll see how again it's slowly it's a slow <laughs> grow for me you know what I'm saying yeah. but uh, he does challenge Kyle one on one he obliges says he wants the whole world to see him kick his ass uh, and that takes us off to the races uh, Lorcan he does attack Kyle from behind after uh, because we do see a cross arm bar from Kyle and then he kind of lets go to chase off Dunn who's lurking but uh, he kind of uses that to attack over behind. We do see hard chops from Lorcan, per usual, from pillar to post. But Kyle, he's got it all, man. Basically, we see uh, a uh, let's see, a running kitchen sink. We see that back sweep combo he likes to do. The heel hook is uh, locked in, but he does get the rope break. But we do see a brain buster followed with the diving knee drop for the win. After the match, which was my next favorite piece, uh, probably my biggest piece of, or my favorite piece of business on this show. But, uh... Definitely one of the cooler things besides Swerve's moment. And that's uh we see Dunn attack Kyle with Lorkin and then get the double team going when Bobby Bobby Fish. How many How much fish th- could Bobby Fish fish if Bobby Fish could fish fish? Yes, sir. Thank you for making that <laughs> and bringing that back. He uh, uh, makes the save. We have not seen Bobby at all since the War Games match. We did know that he uh, needed to get some pretty bad surgery. I think there was a part of his bicep that was taken out. Something dude, like it's that. always something, dude. Yeah, man. But uh, Fish does clear house, and then we get a really cool moment between the former Red Dragon, or U- UE, whichever way you want to take it, where uh, he tells Bobby, hey, it's good to see you back, Bobby. And he says, hey, it's good to be back, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. And he says, you know, uh, you know, he does kind of thank him for the save and appreciates it, but he's like, you know, it's just... I'm not looking to, you know, it's kind of going, I'm not looking to really tag. And he's like, hey, and he kind of just got my own thing going here. He's like, I I get it, Kyle. You're doing your own thing. I got my own scores to settle. Stop being selfish, Kyle. I'm here to score some (laughs) some scores. It's not all about you, bro. God. Yeah, I did like it, though. Now, he said he's got to. Chase that red dragon, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing. I like how he left it open. You know, it's a good way to not make it a big deal. 
and not I was go, wondering how they no, were going to bring Roddy back bounce, into it. Right, because yeah. Roddy bounced. You didn't see Bobby part, be part of it at all, but, he, you know, it kind of leaves the door open. Maybe he does because he, quote, has his own scores to settle, and he does tell him before he leaves the ring, I'll see you when I see you. So that could either be one-on-one, you know, yeah, I'll see be, you on the come-up, like, while yeah. we're going for the same thing. You still got a friend of me, but, like, I'll see you if you, if needed, or maybe yeah. we'll reconvene. I like how it left the, the door open for sure, man. Because it, the way that it, it, the fact that it could be interpreted in so many ways, yeah, you can always go back no matter what he ends up doing, saying, I told you I'd see you when I see you, Kyle. Like, exactly. Like, you know, and that's obviously if he turns heel. And I love the commentary knew to shut the F up during that time. That yes. was just all them, and it yes, was all natural. Man. So but yeah. this brings us to our main event, sir. Uh, Santos Escobar going against Kushida, the cruiserweight champion reigning, of course. I just had to go ahead and top this off because I love when they treat it like a big deal. You know, it was a two out of three falls match, and they had yeah, the former man. introductions. You see the name bar with the intangibles again. Santos, he's a natural leader, has ring IQ. It says Lucha is one of his intangibles. Accolade. 313 days as champ. Love that. Yeah. Kushida intangibles were technician, ring IQ as well, and precision. Precision, yeah. I thought I all that. the and I thought that was a precise observation or astute observation as we've been. And then the, they recognize his IWGP yeah, junior six heavyweight. time. Yeah, definitely. I thought that which, was which that's honestly been my whole thing, which is why I've been like, where the fuck is Kushida? Why yeah, is where's TV? the respect? Yeah. Why, yeah, I mean, and you know, worth noting, I found out that 205 Live is now uh, exclusively finally uh NXT product. Oh, okay. So, there we know. go. All right. We'll, yeah. we'll see if they'll, they'll actually act like it. But, I don't, uh, know. I don't know. Yeah, I like how this, the match does start right away, and uh, almost right away. LDF tried to get involved on the ringside uh, early on, and MSK come out of nowhere with stereo senton planches <laughs> over the barricade to take him out. This leads to the ref. I was uh, like, where are you, what was y'all doing up there? Yeah. No, I what like do it. Be, think? They, they, I like how they <laughs> set the table because they had the. You know the the six man tag. You know the week before, or, yeah, or two weeks before, and then yeah, they came out for the save for with Kushida. Yeah, led to the six man tag. Mm-hmm. Now we got the their their match where they called him out in the beginning of the night. Yep, and then they got yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This guy knows what I'm saying. That's how you book. That's how you book, Exactly, man. Good threads, you know. This leads to all four men getting booted out, and we do see a diving cannonball sent on to Santos right to the floor to really get the physicality going. Uh, you know, from Santos, we do see him grab Kushida from the apron and spine bust him into the plexiglass. <laughs> yeah, That's your picture in picture, but it was still good. Lion Tamer against the ring post. Love that. I, you know, I, I didn't know that was going to be a spot he was going to continue doing, but yeah. I, I'm a fan of it. I definitely am. He does counter the fastball punch with a uh, kind of rushes him with a jumping knee and hits yeah, that phantom it was a, driver. It was a bicycle knee he hit him with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hit hits the phantom, phantom driver yep. for that first fall. And uh, right the way after, he pinned him too. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He, he was like, nope, let's get you, let's get you yeah, away from the yeah, ropes. I'll be honest, I thought that was going to be all, all road break for sure. But uh, we do see, uh, not, not too long after that, yeah, he, we do see a, uh, he, he goes for the uh, hoverboard lock, but transitions to a cross arm bar for the second fall. And uh, I was kind of up in arms about that a little bit because I'll be honest, like from the match, the first fall came seven minutes and 25 seconds in. And I just felt like, and it came, it just, I don't know, it was Santos beating Kushida clean in seven and a half minutes almost that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I and then Kushida kind of jumping up like re-energizer frustration and then getting the next, which which literally was uh I believe 40 seconds l- later. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I, like I, I think what helped me not because I noticed it too, mm-hmm. but what helped me, I think, was the presentation from commentary. Telling the truck not to go to commercial. Yeah, yeah, that was really um, good. That's what kind of. I don't know if that was planned or what. Yeah, like, I, I think that's what made me appreciate it more. It, it kind of saved it, yeah. As, but, it wasn't but, but when glaring, you say it like that, yeah. like, oh, you just beat the champ in seven minutes, 
if this was a one on one, he would he'd have the championship. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? So it's perspective. That's a, yeah, that's where I, I felt about it. Like, but uh, you know, we do get uh see handspring back elbow, of course, playing the hits, hip toss, drop kick, of yep. course. We do see kind of a badly botched satellite DDT that could have gone wrong from Kushida as yeah, well. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was if that's what it was supposed to be or if it was like a tilt world head scissors I've or something. I've just never seen him do the satellite DDT. No, you know, so that, no. that was a trip. We do see the torpedo suicide dive for Santos yes. as well, and I love how he countered the hoverboard locker to a small package for two. And yeah. he does hit that jumping calf kick, which I love when, yeah. he, when he pulls that out. Yeah. That's like from Lucha uh, or yeah, Lucha Underground. Days the, no, no, I was, was gonna say uh, that's super King Corno. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I really like that character though. When he did that, he used to come out and I like mean, perch on top of places and look down and like do the arrow. Like, yeah, you're my next sidebar, uh, game right? that I'm hunting for. Like, I thought that was dope. Sidebar with all the MLW talk. I'm sure soon we're gonna have to talk about the reemergence of uh, El Jefe. Yeah, coming uh, up uh, probably. So I don't have enough yeah, info on it, but we'll, we'll yeah. definitely be. Uh, uh, talking about it soon, but my, yeah, oh no, you good? Kashida, he hits a curious kind of a he does a d- knee drop to Santos while he's standing, like onto his elbow, which I thought was uh, uh nuts. I haven't seen that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we do see fastball punch a PK to the elbow and a running jumping arm breaker on the floor. Uh, and it kind of breaks down where you see the dueling pin uh spot again, where you see Kashida tease the same pin he won a title with, but Santos is able to kick out before we see the uh, double clothesline spot. Uh, we do see Kashida counter a avalanche phantom driver into an avalanche hoverboard lock but Santos does get the rope break but he never lets go and continues locking it in then he kind of awkwardly suplexes Santos into the dude. corner because I thought he dropped on his head I thought he did too it but, looked uh, like it but right it, and then he, and he hits another one it's basically a hoverboard lock suplex uh, with the pin he beat Johnny yeah, it's like a hammer with lock it before suplex, right? yeah exactly yeah, okay okay uh for the win yeah and, you're uh, right retain that was the first time I'd yeah. seen him with that, you know, do that. It was like the only way to protect Johnny where it's unexpected, something new. Yeah, and he like wasn't, a, you know, it's not the, a tap out, you know. It's so. almost like that hatch suplex, except like it it's, definitely, a, it's like a pin and a hammerlock. Ex- exactly. Okay. And land right on the arm. So which yeah, makes no, it harder he, to, to get your shoulder out, you know. Uh, there but was Kushida a, does retain the uh, Cruiserweight Championship d- to, d- to end the show. I can't remember when it was, but there was like a cradle pin right before the jackknife pin, which was a, a recall. Oh, yeah. That, that was, it close. was really close. Yeah, I was like, man. It, and then, uh, of course, when they they did the recall with the jackknife pin, of course, you know you had uh, Escobar with the the concerned look on his face. He sold it great. Uh, yep. I was definitely, like I said, the, I, I'm glad these guys got the main event spot. Yep. Um, I honestly expected the women to main event. I, I, I did too. Like, not the. I just thought maybe they would have swapped spots, especially since there was so much time. Yeah, for I, the two out of three. You know. Yeah, because they had about twenty minutes. The women had about a twelve minute match. Yeah. Um. Not to say that they they probably didn't have more story to tell, but I guess you need more time with a two out of three falls. I mean, game, don't and, you, right? and that was at least a five or six minute commercial break, dude. Like, I'm <sighs> yeah, probably gonna go back and check that out. Cause, yeah, because that's the only really... thing. It just really undermine that title defense. If we can, get, you know? if we can run it back for in your house, she's the first title. Uh, yeah, right. The t- the yeah, because she kept yeah. saying you're gonna be my first and last, and it was like, nah, nah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I, do I want to wait two months for in your house? No, but. You know, I think it. Yeah. I think that match deserves uh, a spot with no commercials. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and that just happens to be the soonest time for that. So definitely, um, love Fish's like return. The, love Swerve's yeah. promo. I was mm-hmm. gonna say if we don't get no picture in picture during this uh, the premiere of Fra- of uh, Frankie Monet, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, so this is. Uh, but the way they've been crucial, the way they've been threatening her in, in spots, because I know she wasn't there this week, but you know that's kind of been you, random. You know what? Too, we so didn't see uh, we didn't see Ember or Shotzi this week either. Yeah. So they're you know not to say they're licking their wounds. And we but didn't see enough. Candice or Indy, which makes sense too. So none of the girls, man. Yeah. Damn. Hmm. They, I mean, or Dexter, which I was surprised again. Yeah. I did like the carrying cross stuff, and you know, 
We got this rematch set for two weeks. So yeah, oh, I mean, oh, oh it, we it, got Everize real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that was such a brief thing. I was like, ah, I'm yeah. not even gonna bring it up. But yeah, I, I, I will say I'm excited to see the Steel Cage match next week too. I, but I, uh, I yeah, I just really man, I, I just felt like the women's title match deserved a little bit more. But I, you know, I, yeah, um, I agree with you. The cross segment with Finn was great. Yeah, the swerve segment with the introduction of the crew Hit of, row. The, of the row, great, loved it. Um, Bobby, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, the, the two out of three falls match, again, you know, I yeah. felt the same way uh, about the Women's Championship match. But, again, excited for the steel cage and excited yeah. in another week after that for uh, Finn and Cross, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, it feels like they're getting a better on a better track of things. I mean, the first couple of weeks, I think I had mentioned that the promos felt a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then all of a sudden, the, the matches felt a little bit more, I guess, meaningful and not just the same people. and. I, again, maybe they're playing, you know, they're at times, you know, because these out these rashes of uh, outbreaks, yeah. sometimes they don't have a full deck, you know, so Very maybe true. maybe that's why sometimes it feels kind of the same. Or they're definitely using, why they go to the way, but the way deliver every time. Yeah, they so. do. They 100% do, yeah. but I appreciate you, sir. Yeah, of course, Definitely, man. man. We're going to take a quick break, uh, and then we're going to get right into the other side of the, the brand warfare, or whatever you want to nice, call it, and nice. that's going to be uh, AEW Dynamite, and uh, yeah, like we'll be right news. Bring the boom, dynamite. If you smell, no, you guys know what it is. It's Doc Lesnar, the MC. If you guys know what it is, let me talk to you just for one second, because I'm here with a PSA. I'm here with the undeniable universal truth. That's my album, the only album that matters in this mad, mad world. This is awesome has gone 10K streams. That's right, 10K worldwide. I told you guys about it. I told you to jump on the train. I told you we were pulling right into the station, and now it's starting to feel like a little too late. It's starting to feel like you didn't take my warning for real, but hey, <laughs> Don't you worry. If you didn't get a chance to go one-on-one -on -one with the beige one, go ahead and check it out for yourself. Because if you haven't heard by now, because I got every single one of my Lesnar maniacs, every single one of those loyal fans that have been spreading the word to their mother, their uncle, their brother, their sister, their cousin, everybody who's been talking just all about one thing. This is Awesome. You guys know what it is. Check it out now. I'm going to have physical copies coming very, very soon. Of course, here and foremost on the Quincy Jones Show. But in the meantime, do what you got to do because I am the strong styling, profiling, microphone killing, ice cold chilling, chin checking, tower gang repping, beard swagging, beard bashing, son of a gun. I'm having a hard time keeping these streams down. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? We are back. Yep. And like we promised, uh, it is time to light this fuse. We got the review for Wednesday nights, uh, you know. Dynamite. Exclusive, also to Tuesdays as well. You know, oh, we're, yeah. we're two show contingent now. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like a two show party system, I guess you want to call it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna get into uh, Dynamite Man. Obviously, a little bit, uh, a little bit more to unpack. Uh, they did have a kind of a jam packed uh, uh, show uh, program, at least advertised as yeah. such. So yeah. yeah, we're gonna get into it. Uh, I was surprised by this, but it kind of makes sense. Uh, in and out, you know, get the nostalgia for those who don't remember. You know, whatever. Uh, or not familiar, you had Yuji Nagata. Yeah, man. The legendary Blue Justice mm -hmm. taking on the current reigning IWGP United States the champion. Death Rider. John 
Moxley. Moxley. Yeah, I, I, I almost went. Uh, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was, the Dapper Yapper. Yeah, the Dapper Yapper. Uh, Mox yeah. comes out to. Uh, I, I could appreciate this being a major league uh, fan. Uh, and I'm not talking about the sports, I'm talking about the movie. Shout out to well, Charlie Sheen and Tiger's yeah, Blood. Definitely shouts to that. But Wild Thing is like a huge, like staple in the punk culture so oh that yeah I, I, yeah i know like when i heard at first i was tripping and i was like oh did he start doing this in new japan like that's what i thought at first and i was like or is this a tony thing is it a one I, th- I think it was so a tony thing yeah. it was definitely interesting yeah like i, I like the. i mean i guess the reason why i brought me to major league is because it was just like he was facing uh that one huge yeah, hitter that changed Yankees. teams yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then it was like he you know he had the, the glasses and you know he was like dealing with the arm injury but he was like oh yeah the crowd started chanting it and he, he he defeated it you know what i mean so that's kind of where my mind went for anyways but Mm-hmm. Not to be so selfish on my nostalgic trip. Oh, no, yeah, uh, no, it, it was dope. It was a good visual. Yeah, I thought it was cool. The crowd loved it. Uh, came out the wild thing. Uh, Yuji Nagata, you know, out the gate, lands a kitchen sink in a running boot real early. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see uh, Rocky Romero uh, cheering on from the crowd. I thought that was yeah, a nice touch as well. Definitely. Uh, Nagata using some real strong style uh, maneuvers to dominate the match. Um, they tee off on each other when Mox sidesteps the running boot and uh, hits the release German for a close fall. Uh, Nagata counters the uh, the pile driver attempt and hits the running shining wizard in the corner. Uh, reminded me of some CM Punk, but mm-hmm. I guess it would say it'd be reminding me of Yuji Nagata since he's the same. <laughs> uh, but then he uh, he also follows with an avalanche exploder suplex Ooh. for another near fall. I was, I was I mean they said this dude was like over fifty, right? Like fifty two. He was gonna yeah, wrestle to seventy. But you know what though, man? He reminds me very much of Minoru. Um, the way he's yeah, he's yeah. older, but he I think the older they get, the the crazier, the tougher, the better. Like they, Tim they Storm are, in NWA as well. Cause yeah, he, yeah, he he's another like freaking built bastard. Uh, or as even well, if man. you want to go deeper, look at what's his name, PCO and ROH. Like yeah, he's man, got no yeah. business. Just like came you know, back, I mean, came back, on became the title, world title, yeah, yeah crazy, doing crazy man. stuff. Yeah, man. Ah uh, man, but uh, Moxie tries for the rear naked choke. Nagata counters with his patented. I call it patented because I, you know, it was me mm-hmm. finding out that it was a patented thing so i had to write it yeah uh based on excalibur's excitement the reverse sitting arm breaker uh but mox gets the ropes uh mm-hmm. nagata hits a big jumping in zaguri as moxley answers back with a i call it a variation of the of the wacky line a little bit uh more realistic huh yeah i mean he's been doing uh, he's definitely dropped that i mean we've never called it the wacky line yeah you know? we made i have because cole tried to coin it that one time but yeah, yeah now i think that was one of the best things he shed from his move set yeah um, and they even talked about how he won the uh how, who was it that he beat was it Minoru? I think they, they were talking with, about with, yeah. with that big clothes on, but it yeah. was it was a slugfest too. So it made yeah. sense why it ended like and, and that. And I yeah. was gonna say it was the best one he's done because it made sense logically and, yep. it, and it actually looked like realistic mm-hmm. as far as like you know he had to get hit. Well placed, good timing. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. I thought it was really good. Um, but the finish comes when Mox hits the paradigm shift out of nowhere, pretty much yeah. for the win. Yeah, he grinds him with a couple knees, and it was kind of a New Japan finish, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, yeah. I really liked the fact that he also had a, uh, you know, I know they, they they started to use the term, but they realized the American audience would get lost on, especially in today's uh, sensitive climate. Mm. Uh, you know, young boy. Um, they, they started calling him, uh, you know, corner man or doubles now. Right? Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was a cool element to show that he was still, like, training. You know what I mean? He's still training guys. And they were talking about how he trained, like, Okada, Tanahashi, right, too, yeah. as well as, like, just it was just real cool to hear a lot I of this mean, information. Uh, we talked about it last week. I remember when he was in, just like they said in the show, WCW '97. You know what I mean? During the, yeah, in the whole thing with Ultimate Dragon. Like, yeah, Eugene Nagata was in Revenge. He was in WCW versus the World. Like, 
I had a conversation with a fallen friend and uh, Nestor Blanco, really cool guy, Shout man, out, really man. good yeah. dear friend. Uh, he passed last year, but like we, I'm telling you, we used to talk about the Coda, uh, not Bushis, but um, who's, I always forget the the one with the. Oh, you talking about uh, uh, Kobayashi? Kobayashi, thank you. The like uh, just that era of tough. Men, you know what I mean? So it was really cool to see him come back. It, I mean, it, you know what he looks like, but it's still like, damn, this dude is on national TV right now. Yeah, like, it, it, cool. it was a good, it was a real good look. And man. I liked how even Mox was like, yeah, get over here, young boy. Like, check on this legend. Yeah, you know that, I mean? that, that was, was cool. Good. I did enjoy the uh, the the bow of respect at the end. Yeah, very you know much. What I mean, so wrapping the, the you know or the headbutt. So not a headbutt, but like the, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Know. I mean, it was just it added. It, it really much added to to everything. Very much a let's meet again, maybe down the road. It was cool, and then also it's kind of like a across the pond public nod, like yo, you know, you got the doors juice. open, yeah, yeah for sure. well, well, that, again, but oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like kind of like a um, a rub, yeah. you know, uh, uh, what they call it, kind of like a uh, I, I, there's a certain word for it, but no, I, I get what you mean, so, I, like a stamp of approval, yeah, you know you what go. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, from here we have the, the inner circle in the form of uh, Hager, Sammy, and Ortiz. Uh, with Marvez backstage, yes, he has earned his uh, his last name back. Uh, he actually has been okay the last couple of times he's been on TV. He has not okay uh, is the yeah that that's not, decent. That's I'll a, give him that's decent. Astute. Yes. Um, Marvez asks, uh, "What's next for the inner circle following the the blood and guts match?" Uh, Ortiz kind of takes command here, says that uh, all five of the members of the, uh, uh, they had all five of the members of Pinnacle uh, bloodied and beaten, but uh, due to a strange. Twist of fate that occurred. Uh, they ended up winning the match, and says that MJF also uh, had Santana arrested, or as he said, detained, uh, for stabbing MJF with a fork <laughs> during the match. Calls it bitch moves. Yeah. Uh, Hager now uh, takes the helm and says they told him that they would have killed them, or that they would have to kill them, uh, and that they want another match, pretty much. You know. Um, oh yeah. Sammy says it's not over as long as both groups are in the same company. They will keep coming after them and demands a rematch or the coronation of the Pinnacle, which is, you know, supposed to be uh, scheduled later in the program, will now turn into the funeral of the Pinnacle. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much the, the whole gist of everything. Yeah. But they did say that because Jericho reportedly suffered a dislocated elbow yeah. from the, the shove off the cage. Um, don't know if that's shoot or not. I, I do remember seeing him kind of staying laying there yeah. and not really moving, but... I mean, wouldn't that be what you would do if you fell from a building and landed on the street? Like, or, you know, not really, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, essentially he like got pushed off a, 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 the roof of a building and landed on the sidewalk, mm -hmm. if they want us to believe, you know, so with the concrete factors. But um, yeah, I didn't mind this. It was yeah. all right. Uh, from here, we had the uh, advertised uh, announcement regarding Double or Nothing from Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. Mm hmm. Um, I didn't write a whole lot here because he was kind of, you know, going one way and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not against what he was saying. Yeah. I just really wrote, you know, he had just kind of like pro-America diatribe and uh, talks about being, you know, prou uh, proudly American, living proudly American, brings up, you know, the fact that him and his wife, obviously of African-American descent, will be bringing in a, a beautiful daughter that's going to be white and black. And he says she's not, you know, sh don't shun both. You know, she's going to be proud of both heritages, uh, her heritages, is that if I could speak. Uh, but then, you know, this kind of, you know, transitions towards uh, Anthony Agogo and, uh, you know, his comments uh, towards the United States and his attitude towards the Americans and stuff like that. Uh, pretty much the, you know, the, the the total payoff here is that he announces for one night only, you know, as he's challenging Anthony Agogo, though, I'm like, I don't know why he needs a pay-per-view match so early uh, in his career against Cody, but whatever. He says that he will be, quote unquote, the American dream for one day uh, and that will be a double or nothing, which I love the way he said it. He said, 
you know, it's a sword they can both lift. Heavy, but they can both. There are only two men can lift it. Him and Dustin. You know. Yeah, I and, love. Uh, I love that. So, um, yeah, I wanted to get your your, your thoughts on it because I yeah. know you're a Cody guy. So. Um, there was a couple things. So with this thing, uh, it was it's always good to see Cody. But I agree. Uh, the verbiage started kind of getting a little confusing. There was one part where he said something about you know we got more. What was it? More appreciation than hate or something? And I just thought bad that was a bad that's, yeah, thing to that's say, not true. that is not true yeah. based on if, if i'm at another if i'm in england and he said that and i know all the riots and all that stuff that's going on in the last two three years i'm like dude what are you talking about you know what i mean um that was risky but all the other stuff i didn't mind saying the white and black you know uh princess and you know he's got an unborn child on the way and all that stuff great um i like the american dream part um i think it almost makes me think it sucks that it's only for one night, but I do like how he said, I'll um, pick up a sword that's far too heavy that only me and my brother can pick up. Because, you know, I even just saw him uh, tell a, a dusty story inside the ropes the other day, and he even said, like, you know, he had apologized and said, I was not ready to lose him yet, you know? And so you kind of, I've never really heard him talk like that, frankly, about passing his dad. So it's kind of cool to see that and then see he wants to, you know, like I said, pick up the the, the sword, you know. But uh, I like it. I think he's trying to take care of the Nightmare Family guys. Because if you think about it, yeah, they're on separate sides, but they're all Nightmare Family trainees. Yeah, so, we, uh, you know. the way that I was talking to, I believe it was a uh, shout out to Stellar J. Yeah. Uh, we were just saying like, well, you know, you got the elite who are pretty much already taking up a lot of the, you know, uh, TV time already. They're, I mean, they don't need any more rub, right? I mean, they're already pretty much uh, I mean, they, they they already had buzz. They still do, which is why people are watching the shows. You know what I mean for mm-hmm. for the the core five, as they call them. Definitely. Um, but then you know, then you got Cody here, who's in a position. You know, obviously, he has like the Nightmare Family in the Family Factory School and all that stuff, and uh, or I'm sorry, the Nightmare Factory School and all that stuff. So it does make sense if he's going to start putting in some time and effort with these other guys, and you know, especially trying to legitimize. Uh, someone like QT Marshall, you know, a couple weeks ago, and and you know now now he's kind of moving on to one of his proteges, which has obviously been a special project that he's already you know been hands on with since the even before they had a TV deal uh, with Anthony Agoga. I mean he's he's talked them up quite a lot when they were doing a lot of those Road to Whatever series. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I think that that could be you know po- possibly you know the end game here. Um, I'm just shocked that he you know I think he's in action next week against Austin Gunn, I believe uh, Agogo. But I still think he needs a little bit more, a few, a few more matches under his belt. So yeah, I mean it, it, it is a huge jump, and I will say uh, one thing I felt like was a theme this this episode was a lot of sh- like hot shotting absolutely to, to book for the pay per view, and mean, it's like we just had blood and guts last week, but you know that yeah. was the thing we thought about when it got announced. It's like oh, you got two big things going down in May, and one of them's like one of your flagship. Do you think that they're events, you know? You think they're going to do the fight for the fallen again this year? Or the Fighter Fest, or I, I think they should. I mean, I, I guess Fighter Fest not so much because they can't really have. I mean, that's, that's more like the festival. Well, right? I mean, from what I hear, uh, as of Double or Nothing is gonna be full capacity. I know Cody yeah, mentioned I did hear it, that. so yeah. I, I know they also are gonna be touring pretty soon. Yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, Fighter Fest in, is, in the is, open is, in the open places like yeah. Texas, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean? But, I but even then, Florida, I mean, yeah. you're talking about June, July. It's yeah, when, you know, so they got some time for things to open up or, or get more. Hopefully, yeah, things start know. getting yeah. That the but we'll see, but yeah, it, it, interesting development. I will say, I don't know if that's the match I'm looking forward to for Cody. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely when you got a double or nothing announcement. It's like it makes it seem like it's I, a little I'll bit do, bigger. Yeah, because I, well, maybe, I mean, I, I will say, I, I was like hoping it wasn't going to be like a rematch against QT, but at the same time, I was like, oh well, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. 
But uh, from here, we had a video package. Pretty much, it just highlights the relationship between the the Young Bucks and SCU up up until this point. So, uh, not much to really. I mean, it's all self explanatory with the quotes and everything and the footage they use. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But from here, we did get. Uh, I was kind of surprised that this uh, was within the first hour as well. Uh, SCU taking on the Young Bucks uh, for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Obviously, with the caveat, um, self-made caveat, that yeah. if they lose as a team, this will be the last time they team and will disband forever. So um, I'm going to try to make this quick, man, because even even with, you know, there's some stuff that happened after this, and uh, we'll, we'll get to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick slaps Kaz as he gives chase and connects with some combination offense. Slingshot elbow and slingshot leg drop uh, one after the other uh, by, as I like to call him, bad influence, but SCU, whatever. Uh, combo for a near fall. SEU uh, implements more tag team moves before Matt Jackson cheap shots Daniels and tags himself in. Uh, Matt hits a apron powerbomb on Daniels early. Uh, Nick also hits an assisted uh, swanton bomb on the outside as we go into oh, picture. Yeah, that picture. Uh, Bucks with the continuous tags to isolate Daniels. Kaz finally gets the hot tag and takes out both Bucks. Uh, he hits the patented springboard leg drop on Nick for a near fall. Uh, Kaz and Daniels with some more tag team moves as they hit the hip toss, powerbomb, neck breaker combo. Always Love a favorite. It. Love it, yeah. Uh, another near fall there. Um, they take out Matt, uh, Matt with the celebrity rehab, and then they try for the BME, but Matt prevents it as Nick powers up with some of his greatest hits uh, as he busts uh, Daniels open on the outside as he super kicks him into the ring post. I mean, obviously, it was kind of a whatever spot that had him bleeding like crazy, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. obviously... They felt like this this match needed the added drama. Well, of, I'll be I honest. I, I, I mean, right after he hit it, I don't even know if he had time to gig. It was like, yo, was that shoot? Because that is I, it, pouring it, it definitely, out, bro. It definitely wasn't shoot. I feel like he gigged himself and then took the spot and then turned around. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, yeah, it was. I mean, because he hit the pole with the side of his head. Now, not where he was bleeding from, for sure. But, I mean, I guess I'll go back. And if I'm wrong, then you guys can tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. Mm. It's my show. Bitch. No. <laughs> uh, Kazarian hits the slingshot cutter for a near fall. Uh, Bucks hit the buckle bomb Enzu combo, but Kaz counters uh, the more bang for your buck. Um, and then Gallows and Anderson come down. Or actually, they're already down. I, I forgot that they actually uh, accompanied the Young Bucks. Gallows oh, yeah, with his uh, his uh, superstar Billy Grandma's <laughs> tie-dye shirt. Yo, uh, he's been doing that. I don't know. <laughs> What he's up to, man. He's like a creepy uh, uncle now. And he's got that single, got like, my, hanging it, earring. It's now. called a dangly. Yeah, a dangly, a dangly. <laughs> uh, but Gallows distracts the ref. Kaz hits the Styles clash on Matt for a near yeah. fall. Uh, Nick breaks it up last minute. Um, Matt then hits Kaz with a tombstone, but Taz, or uh, I'm not Taz, Daniels returns out of nowhere from bleeding out <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. much yeah. to break it up, but it was a great spot. You like, know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it really came out of nowhere. Uh, he actually hits Nick with the Angels' wings. Uh, Daniels literally is bleeding on Matt's Jordans, dude. Yeah, and so, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> like Man. it was just, I don't know, like you know, it's gonna be a BTE later. I'll, I will say, <sighs> yeah. Uh, Matt hits the uh, the old "I'm sorry, I love you" super kick, but Daniels kicks out. Uh, I think. Oh, I put. I don't know why. What I put a sigh for. I usually write that when I when I'm like pissed off about something. What was the kick out for? Uh, it was like the. Uh, I'm sorry, I love you, uh, Super Kick. You probably didn't like the acting. No, you. I didn't care because I knew he was mocking. He, yeah. he had talked about it. It had to be something. I, 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 I didn't. I probably saw something, stopped writing because I was like, "What the fuck?" And then started writing again when something else happened. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to because he did kick out, and then he seemed like he was all mad about it. <laughs> like, but you know, I, I will say this: the oh, bucks. Oh, this oh, is okay. I see. I, I put a sigh, and then I had to read the full, uh, oh, okay. the full sentence. Sigh. 
Daniels goes for the BME, but unfortunately botches and recovers. Don't know if that was planned or not. Because uh, he definitely, definitely wasn't. Sl- he slipped on his blood for sure. I thought that was, I mean, yeah. which. But he went right back at it. But also it. still a good look, right? I mean, it sells like the, the drama, like, oh, man, this guy's in a bad way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he hits it, but Nick makes a save. Matt uses a spray can to blind CD oh, and then sweet. cracks him in the head with it as well. I know that's like Bullet Club, like freaking yeah, bucks. For sure. But CD tri- uh, miraculously kicks out, which I was really surprised. They're, yeah, they were really um, going with this. Uh, which I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe this is going to be the no DQ, uh, you know, finish like I thought, you know, which I I fantasy booked right. But mm. no, only for the Bucks to hit the BTE trigger for the win, breaking up SCU forever. Daniel's bleeding out really bad here, and Frankie looking disheveled and shocked. Mm-hmm. And you know, we don't really get a whole lot from comedy here to paint the picture because you know Commentary. they got. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, and because they got to go straight to this this footage, uh, you know, even though they're lagging to go straight to it, even though it's urgent that they talk about this instead. But Moxley and Eddie Kingston are, you know, in the back trashing the elite's locker room for some reason, and yeah, I mean, it was just. Weak. I had a tweet earlier about this. Um, they could have shown this during the middle of the match. Um, they would have got the same result. Um, I mean, I think they robbed SCU, and maybe I'm talking bias. I'm a, I'm a SoCal well, wrestling fan, but I felt like. If you know CD, if you know SCU or them as a tandem for a long time, you were kind of wondering. Like, they've they, been talking they, about they it. They deserve and they, something better than that, yeah, right? And, and, and I'll say this. They deserve something better than a moment ago. You guys could have had that yeah. and then played Mox and Eddie on the moments ago. Well, I, you know what I'm saying? During the, during the yeah. commercial break. Like, you could have done that. Because I'm even thinking from a logic standpoint. I mean, I'm pretty sure they know each other. I don't know if they're friends or not. From a professional standpoint, but you think about a guy like Kingston, you think about Kazarian and Chris Daniels, you're like, those guys are all journeymen. You know what I mean? Yeah. There could be some sort of mid-level mutual respect there where they're like, you know what, let's try to get, you know, get in the Bucks' heads, mm-hmm. force this match against them in the middle of the match, like you're saying, you know what I mean? But yeah. They got wrestlers booking this shit. <laughs> it just, I, yeah, it, I think that's what was disappointing. Is I mean, some of the mistakes that we usually point out are very easily fixable, and it's just like tough to think. Like, man, or no one it, thought the pieces could have just fit a little bit more better. Yeah, and you think I didn't with, say perfect, with, but it just would have told a better story. And right? then, like, obviously, you know, you can't blame the Bucks because they're in the match. But well, it's they're like, booking this shit. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> but they didn't cue the camera to the back. The commentary immediately. Oh, there's something going on. There's something going on. I remember thinking, why are they? Handing away from this emotional moment. That's what I was time, thinking. Yeah. I was like, they deserve to have. They're in on it. I mean, we've been. You guys built it up with these videos and these promos, and it's like now we're just. Oh, it's over. Now let's go back to the to the locker room because the locker room is is a is a better than a you know inanimate yeah. object without feelings is better than than these two human beings that just had to split <laughs> after teaming for years. But whatever. Uh, speaking of splitting tag teams here, Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like that? You like that? Yeah. Uh, he's in the back with Dasha, and uh, I already know what you're going to say, so I wrote it down, but it's at the end. So <laughs> uh, He pretty much responds to Taz's technique breakdown on him last week, uh, says uh, it's as credible as him critiquing his ability at a buffet table. Ha. Ha. <laughs> says he has another open contract for next week. I don't know. Who is this guy getting open contracts? You know, uh, challenges it's anyone. start-stop storyline if you yeah. think about it. He challenges anyone from uh, Team Taz and transitions to talking about uh, winning the Casino Battle Royale at Double or Nothing. Uh, gets interrupted, parentheses, of course, mm-hmm. by Matt Seidel, who says uh, he has his mindset on redemption at this year's Battle Royale, uh, to which Christian greets uh, Matt and jokes that last year uh, things didn't quite fall into place, right? 
Uh, as Seidel uh, surprises uh, Christian by saying that he doesn't have to worry about Team Taz because he already signed the open contract to face him next week on Dynamite. Yeah, this just kind of came out of nowhere, but, I mean, it's cool. It's a fresh matchup for Christian, so, you know. And they know each other from back in the day, I guess. I mean, he called him Matt. It was almost like he was like, what's up, Evan? <laughs> At least it wasn't as... <laughs> I, I did see that part you were talking about. It wasn't as uh, awkward as, what happened to that guy? Damn, Randy Bone. You know, Stone Cold and Randy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm adding stuff. That's no, no, typical but yeah, Stone yeah, Cold, Automatopias. So. I'm, I'm glad you finally saw that, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we did have uh, one of the other uh, uh, advertised matches for the night. Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Eliminator match for the AW Championship and more contendership. Cassidy starts by putting his shades on Pac. Pac, in turn, breaks them with his bare hands and goes to attack Orange, who ducks and hits the hits the beach break super early in the match for a near fall. Uh, Orange hits a super side dive with the hands in the pockets and then brandishes another pair of shades out of nowhere before uh, we go into picture in picture. You know, I don't take a lot of a lot of notes during picture in picture, but you know there were some. Yeah, things. it was. It was um, we come from uh, we come back from from uh, commercial here. Both men on the outside as Pac throws Orange into the guardrail at ringside. Uh, Pac hits a huge uh, pair of shotgun drop kicks from the top rope before hitting a third to the back of Orange's head for a near fall. Uh, Pac goes for the black arrow, but Orange rolls casually out the way, kind of like that. I think it was a recall from their match. Oh full yeah, gear, I right? believe it was. Uh, I think it might have been full full Revolution. It, maybe it was Revolution. Yeah, yeah, I think from 2019. Um, yeah. Orange tries for the Casadora pin, but uh, Pac lands a super kick and sit out Liger bomb here for a near fall. And I'll pause it here because you were saying after the match there was news that I guess the super kick knocked Orange out legit, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I did read, and he's okay now. He's been seen, you know, hanging out and uh, socializing with people backstage since then. But, yeah, the initial report was that the uh, finish uh, was originally supposed to be a 20-minute draw uh, that would have seen, you know, pushed it to a triple threat uh, anyways. But apparently there was an audible call. There was a thrust kick, super kick, whichever one you want to call it. Very Bret Hart Goldberg-ish, knocked him out. Uh, to the point where Pac didn't know. Yeah, like you say, he hit that Liger bomb, and it's usually a really high angle anyway, because that's how you do it. Yeah, they're it. like, but, high stack on the pin. You know, but it's very scary that that's the move that followed right after that. And if you notice, to the back of the head, you know, too, to, yeah. to your point, we had talked, you know, you kind of see Orange kind of out. You know, on on because I think he rolled him to the floor and then started buying time, basically. Yeah, it was it was real weird because he started doing like a foot chuck in the corner, and then like I saw Aubrey backing him up, but I'm like, what are they doing? I'm like, are they buying time? And then I saw that the the ref was right there. I'm like, is this planned or what's going on? You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, man. Uh, they go back into picture in picture for another reason. I don't know why this they had to do two. Uh, but we come back as uh, the ringside doctor checks on Orange and Don Callis comes out with the microphone, and you know what that means. Yeah. Uh, he urges Pac to hurry up and says that the champ has been waiting to see who he's going to face. He says, we need a winner. Hurry up, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, meanwhile, he has both Pac and the ref distracted when Omega comes out of nowhere and hits Pac from behind with the AW title. And I got to give credit where credit is due, as Jim Ross says, how the hell did he sneak in with that loud suit? <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> straight like, up. Yeah. Word. I was like, you didn't see a, a, nothing at the peripheral? Seriously, come on, man. Aubrey. Yeah, seriously, because it was real close. It was very close, and I know refs gotta, you know, they gotta stay focused and tunnel vision. But but it's yeah, yeah, you know, it was. I I think what it is, 
AEW's got to uh, they got to work on the switching of angles and and using those switching of angles to work to with their them benefit, versus yeah. against them. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you notice when they did later on, not to jump ahead, but when they did the recap, of, they fixed it right. Of blood and guts, they they yeah they took the the side. Oh, view. of course. You know what I mean? Because everything everything's better in post production. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, both men are not able to get to their feet before the ten count as Aubrey calls it a double count out draw. Uh, Omega and Callis uh, pretty much cut a promo about having the night off at Double or Nothing when Tony Schiavone comes out, and you know what that means. He always got the scuttlebutt rumor in the window and the latest news. Yes, sir. As straight from Tony Khan's lips, they just booked Omega to face both men in a triple threat match for the AW Championship at Double or Nothing. And, you know, we talked about this. In terms of the AW Championship, it's always been traditionally one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be the first time it'll be a triple threat for a main event. I, I would uh, assume it'd be main event. Um, but they've had only what I think very few triple threat matches because they have a, they've had a few triple threat matches in the women's division too, I believe. Yeah, you no. know, so it's not unheard of. But it did. Uh, I didn't see this coming. I didn't because to be honest, I was thinking I don't understand why it just shouldn't. It should just be Pac because it's a great matchup. Yeah, no, I, I'm not hating on Orange, but you and, know. and Pac does have one win over, uh, I yeah. think two wins actually over Omega. One was on TV, one was actually on pay per view. I think yeah. that might have been the full gear match you were referring to. But it's like, so you got the story in it where Omega needs his win back, and you know and, and Omega like, has already brought attention to it. So yeah. mm-hmm. you know, on screen, so it kind of fits, right? Like, oh yeah, I I, I would uh, to me it makes more sense. But I'm I, I think at the same time maybe it's just too. Have an interesting match. It's, it's too realistic, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's too believable. I get it. Anyways, talk about uh, believable, or I should say unbelievable here. Young Bucks and the Good Brothers backstage. They cut a whatever promo, uh, in my opinion, about facing the new number one uh, n- uh, number one ranked team, uh, rather, in the Varsity Blondes next week. I don't know, because uh, I don't know how they're number one if they haven't been winning matches, but whatever. Uh, then they uh, transition into, <laughs> as they quote, being the most selfless Christian men in the professional wrestling industry. Uh, and they're uh, choosing to finally be selfish for once as they lay down a challenge to Moxley and Kingston at Double or Nothing for a super kick party, whatever that means. Um, I wrote here, I assume that they were going to wait until next week to accept uh, the challenge after uh, their defense against the Blondes to either make a stip and or uh, put the tag championships on the line. They don't want to make it seem like, you know, yeah. the blondes are just walkovers and, you know, even though yeah, that yeah. would fit into their uh, heel personas, but whatever. I digress. Hangman Page and Dark Order backstage. A lot of promos this, uh, you know, they, we, we got to... They got to update us on the on the goings ons of of our favorites, I guess. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, Hangman Page, Dark Order backstage with uh, Marvez. Uh, who asked him pretty much, you know, what's his reaction to the loss against Brian Cage? We haven't seen him actually since that night. Uh, Hangman says, you know, he kind of expected uh, a loss to come sooner or later because, you know, him being uh, the number one guy, he knew he had a target on his back. But then explains that it also took three guys, a title shot and a powerbomb on the stage that, quote, nearly blew his lungs out of his mouth to do it. Yep. Uh, says Cage didn't beat him so much as it was Taz who beat him by pulling all the strings but says that he can tell Cage is someone like him who has dedicated his whole life to pro wrestling and that he believes that, uh, you know, that win can't be sitting right with him. So he challenges him to a straight-up one-on-one match, urges him to leave Team Taz behind, and makes a pun about Double or Nothing, which they end up booking later. Uh, it's going to be 
Adam Page versus uh, Brian Cage at Double or Nothing in a singles match. But I saw that Taz is in the graphic, even though he asked him not to bring anyone from yeah, Team Taz. Yeah, it, so like, it definitely seems like it's a uh, straight up, just me and you, mano a mano. Let's see if you can do it without help, without the belt to the back of the head, without the power bomb. On, yeah, exactly, it does make all him look weak. I mean, with him looking all those muscles for no reason, it was a meme, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, yeah, why'd you have to do all that if you're, you know, so confident and, and you know. Man. I'm just saying, you got, you got, you, you swole, bro. You the swolverine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we trying. We're, we're waiting for that breakout moment for sure, but we digress, you know. <laughs> Anyways, pinnacle coronation here. MJF comes out with a crown and a girl in each arm. Can't hate on that. I can. No, <laughs> <laughs> Declares himself the new demo god, the king of AEW, and the greatest of all time. Tells the crowd not to boo, but to bow down to the pinnacle. Says that AEW hit number one on cable for the first time, and that uh, they or we have the pinnacle to thank for that. Mm. Uh, questions: uh, Why the inner circle wants a rematch uh, when they're down two men? I'm asking that just in general. I don't care who's down. What like why so quick? But my bad. Go ahead. Well, I mean, we we did talk about this. I mean, yeah, but it's as far as you know, we we. I mean, I, I didn't really question it, knowing that you know, knowing what we know now, that this is meant to have multiple matchups. So. Um, so that's why I was like, eh. I mean, immediately after, I mean, you would think that they would take a powder to like regroup since their leader's down and out. I'm, right? I'll but just put it this way: like when war games happens, you don't see UE for like at least three weeks. I would say. Yeah, but that's because Bobby's always hurt. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Very I'm true. not trying to be a dick, but yeah. I'm like, because I was even remembering, I'm like, yeah, what was that bicep uh, injury from? I'm like, probably war games. Yeah, definitely was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though I was like I in think, November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly, uh, yeah. Anyway, but I think it was a chunk though. Like that's that's how bad. You know, like, yeah, so anyway. Freaking, they're crazy. Yeah. They're local. War games. (laughs) Blood and guts. Uh, (laughs) uh, References, uh, Santab is stabbing him and uh, says uh, Jericho tripped and took a fall, but says he's a uh, (laughs) benevolent. I'm sorry. It was just just funny the way you said it. I'm a benevolent king. Ask the people if they want to see it, Mm -hmm. but says his answer is no. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you keep going from there. (laughs) This is what I wrote, man. <laughs> to me, it was a tough segment. I, around, I, it, it, was, yeah. it was It was. not – I won't say – I'm not going to flat out say it sucked. I mean, it just wasn't – It had its oh, moments. It was okay, it its but it moments. was – Yeah, I mean, it seemed like MJF was just – instead of drawing on like he usually does, he went straight to, the, like, the, the PowerPoints. Yeah. You know what I mean? That he did the focuses he needed to hit. But, uh, yeah, but he, from he, here uh, – Go ahead. From here, we had Tully. And he comes in uh, – this is what I wrote, dude. Tully comes in. Because I, w- I heard what you said, and then I watched it on, under my own goggles. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. He came in to put the guys over in what I called his best NWA flair impression. Because that's how he... Thank man. The whole time, I was like, why does he sound like he's trying to be flair? But he that wasn't his role. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? You nodded and like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, look at his watch. Like, you didn't say it. You just confirmed it. It was just <laughs> you know? weird, though, so, how he was like, with these fancy wrist pieces, I'm like, are they Rolexes or are they not? You, there's a, yeah. there's, are they Mavados? You can say the, some other stuff, talking about bro. the girl. Yeah, that's all I was like, okay, you're not saying Rolex. I, I, I did not, love when he said, well, well, some of the best looking girls of this city. I was yeah. like, that was pretty funny. But it, I think to me, it's like, it's sort of like the problem I have watching Ted DiBiase. Is it great to see him? Yeah, but you know he's renowned. He found God, and he's not the same guy, so it's hard to... Yeah. See him in a regular suit. He's not, he don't even got the dollar signs on the it, suit. It, it and is, same thing that one's a little the, misleading because you would think that they're like, oh, but it's for the people 
I'm like, well, no one would know him if they didn't watch. It's for but us. Tully's, it's for the laps. Tully's yeah. also found. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, believe yeah. he's a minister. I think he does a lot of outreach stuff with prisons and stuff like that prior to, you know, getting That's, that's why he's on that fear of the revelation yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I believe so. So that's why it was weird to see him go that direction. But I, I get it in terms of the perception well, I mean, they're trying to set. See, that's my Pinnacle. thing, though. Is like, I, I know that these guys have real lives outside, but I'm not going to, like, 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 AJ Styles, he's a, he's a Christian, but he's over here cheating and shit. I'm not going to be like, oh, this ain't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I learned to separate that. Like, I mean, I think that's why I didn't mind Tully as much. Like, But you minded when Flair managed him in Impact. Who? AJ, right? In terms what? of what? Like, in terms of the, like, it didn't fit him because you knew that really wasn't him. Like, I think it's one of those things where sometimes when people are so outgoing with what they've been doing, dedicated their life to, it's hard to suspend. But anyway, this, we'll get back because yeah, totally tried to save this. But I mean, I, I, to me, like I said, in my opinion, it wasn't as as bad as you made it when I talked to you. It, it was tolerable, but I, like I said, it just seemed for sure that he was watching some NWA flair tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up gifting them with some expensive wristwear, <laughs> as yeah. I wrote. Uh, inner circle interrupt because why wouldn't they? Um, this whole time pieces, man. The, 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 this whole this whole show is nothing but melees and pull aparts and interruptions, interruptions mostly. Yeah. And uh, anyways, they pull into the arena with, and this is what I wrote before I realized what was going on. Uh, with like a custom inner circle trailer, big wheeler. It, it just seemed like two different pieces put together. Mm-hmm. And then Jericho pops up with his arm in a brace as they pretty much pull an Austin beer truck, except this was the Jericho bubbly truck. Yeah. Um. Not a fan of this. At all. Uh, ruining their celebration. Apparently, this is enough to sway MJF's mind as the new king of AEW. And, as I say mockingly, and grants them a rematch for Double or Nothing in the same match they lost in Stadium Stampede. With the caveat that if they lose, Inner Circle will have to break up forever, take it or leave it. Which they didn't answer right away. Yeah. So that's worth noting. Yeah, I just feel like this is so left. Um, it's too you, you, soon. You, yeah, it's too soon. Which we, just you know, I, I've already the, said that. I know. know why though, because I heard that they were trying to sell tickets for a few of the uh, the house shows and the dynamites uh, before uh, uh, Double or Nothing, because Double or Nothing tickets still aren't on our sale yet, and those tickets aren't doing that well because people are actually waiting. Yeah. For Devil or Nothing, because you're like, well, if you guys already gave away this stuff on TV, like we're waiting for like the next big one. We just had Blood and Guts. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure now they're over here trying to ramp it up to get the ticket sell. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think they, Friday or yeah, when this comes uh, out, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I'll put it. I don't know, man. This was all over the place. I thought with the previous uh, promo, oh, you know, you guys are dead, man. We're gonna put you in the grave and whatever. Sammy said. I thought there'd be more of a theme. You know, if you're gonna pull up in a, in a, and you know a vehicle and you say it's gonna be the funeral why not pull up in a hearse i get it it's paul bearer's bag but like honestly that would have been cool though because you could have had jericho come out the back and just spray paint like inner circle on the you know or whatever because yeah seriously because because they left him for dead exactly that that, that makes me and then you say that in the promo you left jericho for dead blah 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 and and it makes sense but instead you got him doing all this stuff and then it's like thing that's a little bit yeah well, well i think to me it's just like you got three guys talking intently, like in intense, like we're, yeah. we're ready to bring the fight, and they yeah, come you out had with to a, kill us and all yeah. this. Like, but then yeah. they come out doing the entertainment, uh, bit, you know, yeah. bit. And I'm not mad at it from an entertainment standpoint, but it just felt like a disconnect for me. Yeah, because realistically, I'm supposed to think like, okay, we're gonna watch to see what they say about our rematch yeah. demand, and then okay, you know what? Seems like they're not going for it, guys. Let's, let's see if we can hook some something up. Let's yeah, see if we, and I'll be honest. I think that we was, can put our heads together to, to try to. Pro- I, I feel like that was Jericho's this. idea. You know I mean? That was totally it Jericho's seems, idea. It seems in my like opinion. it does because I mean to be honest, like the hearse, like you said, even though yeah, Paul Bearer's back, but he doesn't own it because 
We got uh, Darby still doing body bag stuff, and that's Undertaker's bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, it's shown that if done right, it's out of your head. Like yeah. You can still appreciate it. Exactly. But with this... You know, they already did the Mike Tyson thing. They already the pull apart with Mike Tyson. They did the pull apart. It's just a lot of extra it's, with him. It, yeah. There's always some hijinks, some like I feel why like can't you just chill for a week? Like, and I get it, like it's a big reveal. Oh, but Jericho is with us. But it's like, yeah, but but it's like, did it do anything though? Like, you know what I mean? Like I said, I think that was the theme of the yeah, night. He should, a lot have, of, he should have not have shown up. If but that's, but, but that's the thing, is they're hot. I think that's the only reason he did is because they got a hot shot for the booking for the pay-per-view, and it's like I don't know. And then I think at the same time, going from intense blood and guts to comical stadium stampede is not the way to go. You're going backwards, in my opinion. But we, we talked about this last week. Where can they go? They, you know, Jericho talking about it's it's not over, you know, but I don't know how you de-escalate from the blow-off match of blow-off matches. Dude, it's, cr- it's crazy because I'm reading. I, I was just curious how long ago that Austin beer truck thing was. Yeah. 22 years ago, and it's still long, not long enough for me to forget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'm but still it, it also, going, like, I mean, because it looked like, oh, we can get cars through here. We've done it before, and hopefully this, you know, we'll, we'll turn it all the, the hose all the way up, so it'll reach you. Like, that's how it felt. Like, we're going to try to do it the best we can versus the new version. You know what I'm saying? So, because I felt like Fest- Festival of Friendship is kind of like the new this is your life, or Bailey did something like that, too. Not to, you know what I mean? No, like, there's always was, something that, trash. that comes in, like, that was with the you know, Alexa, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's always something that comes and, and becomes the new version of that, but I don't know. But yeah, sometimes for the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? But uh, from here, we had a Brit, uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. DMD. Sit down with Jim Ross. I like this segment. Uh, I cut out the, some of the stuff that I thought was a little extra, but this is the gist of what she had to say. Talks about the last time she was in the ring with uh, Hikaru Shida, the current reigning AEW Women's Champion. She broke her nose and she had to get surgery that took five months off of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but says that you can uh, you can either let pain hurt you or change you. And since then, she's been the baddest bitch on the block. And even tells Jr. that that's in his own words, and he owns it. Mm-hmm. Uh, says it's actually poetic that the monster Shida created is who's going to dethrone her unless she can kill her. And then she and then she says, if you haven't noticed, I'm pretty fucking. Hard to kill, which I loved as well. Mm. Uh, gives Sheeta her props for holding the title during the pandemic, during travel issues and injuries on the roster. But says that the the women's division has uh, under her has been on life support, yep. and that she is the face, the heart, the soul, and the pulse of the AEW women's division. And that at double or nothing, the, the division will live on its own when she becomes champion, guaranteed. DMD. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that matchup. Uh, she didn't say anything we haven't said on the show. Nothing that Mark hasn't been saying forever since AEW started. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like they're finally gonna move it in the right direction. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I love the way that Jr. kind of pitched her the uh, the the closing line too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, from here we had uh, you know they did advertise that Thunder Rosa uh, was gonna be in action here, which is her versus a uh, I don't want to say local talent, but obviously one of. Uh, the lesser known talents, I should say. First time seeing her, she could be on Dark. I honestly wouldn't know, so I apologize. But she went against a Jasmine Allure. Yeah, I um, heard of her, but I've never seen her. I mean, to be honest, I, I would have swore I've heard of her like back. And this is straight up like this. That's that's like a Pornhub name. Oh yeah, but it, <laughs> like, trust me. When I heard, I was, I was like, like, why does that sound like? I was well, like, okay. I'm like, is that an okay? Hold up. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. Uh, Thunder Rose's first match back on Dynamite, I believe. 
Um, because I don't think we've seen her since the yeah. match, the Lights Out match. I don't think so either. Uh, she, uh, and I said on Dynamite specifically because I think she may have been on Elevation. Or yeah, Dark, she so has because Britt Baker's you know talked about still it. talking that talk, huh? Mm-hmm. About the rankings, um, you know. But the finish comes when she hits a uh, shoulder breaker and turns it into the Fire Thunder Driver for the win. Yes, so. sir. Nothing much uh, else to say uh, here, but we do get the next week announcements. This. Was okay, um, but in comparison to the stuff they announced for this week, yeah, it was kind of a down, uh, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like uh, the interest scale over here. Uh, but we did get the return of Serena Deeb, who will be taking on Red Velvet for the NWA Women's Championship next week. Uh, Young Bucks, as they said, will be taking on the Varsity Blondes for the AW Tag Team Championships. Christian Cage with the open contract face Matt Seidel. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Anthony Ogogo with the, the factory um, cornering him will take on Austin Gunn, which I don't know why his family wouldn't be there, but whatever. It's weird because, I, I, honestly, I think they probably would do better if it was just, like, Nightmare, the factory versus Nightmare family, like in some sort of six-man, you know what I mean, or, or eight-man tag. That probably would have like been better. Like Co- Cody, Billy, and the – well, I mean – I, I would say the gun – Oh, and ma- Dustin, maybe five on five? I was going to say Dustin – Cody, Lee, and then maybe Austin Gunn because he's kind of got more of the ring time than everybody. Maybe Billy, but I don't know if I want to see that many vets and then one rookie. Although that could it could be interesting just as far as the dynamic between yeah versus QT. Yeah, you got one vet and three rookies versus three vets and one rookie. And it would help a go go to have three other guys to lean on. Yeah, and I would say it would it would serve the factory good to beat that. And, and that it, team, to be honest with you, would since be they're kinda, hungrier. It would also be cool for the fans to see what they can look like as a unit. Yeah. And they should then, totally Survivor Series that and, bitch, and, bro, and when you think about it, like, these are people that they've probably already, you know, they wrestle, you know, in school on a daily. They wrestle yeah. each other all the time, probably. You know what I mean? So they can really, you know, do some stuff. Definitely. Just let us book it. Give us the book. Damn it. Anyways, updated Double or Nothing card. Anthony Agogo versus American Dream. Uh-huh. Cody Rhodes. Uh-huh. Hikaru Shida versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for the AEW Women's Championship. Hangman Page versus Brian Cage, one-on-one. Again, graphic with Taz. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and then also Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW Championship. And I guess um, since... Well, Maybe the, Taz will be on commentary. They're going to keep... Yeah, that's true. They'll, mm-hmm. They're going to keep us in limbo, but I'm sure we're going to get the stadium stampede. Oh, uh, official graphic. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, so... Uh, from here, we had a, I mean, I don't want to call it pointless to diss her, but it just doesn't, it's, there's no, it's not a, a step up or a step down. It's a step to the side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with uh, Jade Cardgill. Yeah. Again, with I Tony mean, Schiavone. I did like, uh, is it, I can't remember his name. Mark, Mark Sterling. Yeah. yeah. To see him come back, he did a good job during the MJF campaign yeah, uh, that's angle. Why, yeah. Uh, I think we talked about he's got some sort of uh, involvement with the Major Bros Figure podcast as well, but he's got good energy and he's he's wrestled before too. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, I remember yeah when he gets Moxley in that, and that was a really entertaining Dude, match. They, so if it's I, him, they yeah. can, they may just steal our idea about Ruby Reyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I I, w- I wouldn't be mad at it. But I still don't know. I think he's the. The best out of the three that have tried to approach her so yeah, far. Yeah, and, and in say, terms of that, not my pick. In terms of that, yeah, I, I guess he made an offer to her, um, and uh, you know, apparently Jade's also fielding offers from uh, Matt Hardy, yeah, or the Matt Hardy uh, office, yeah, and Vicky and, uh, and Vicky Guerrero, yeah. Uh, but says that nobody else hand- handles her business. She's her own boss, and she's that bitch as she loves to remind us. Man, uh, from here we have the uh, main event, but uh, I did have to comment. On the video that played right before the main event, I thought this was really good. Uh, Darby Allen versus Miro for the mm-hmm. AWTNT Championship. 
Uh, video plays of Darby driving and being asked about his condition following him being thrown down the stairs last week. Uh, but he says he doesn't have time to think about it. Uh, takes us back to his hometown in Seattle, says as trashy as it is, he still loves everything about it because it reminds him of where he's come from and what he's become since. Uh, questions uh, Miro's comments on the glass ceilings from his debut promo, which I thought was key. Yeah. Um, but asks uh, what he has, you know, what he's done since coming to AEW. Just he more or less kind of echoed the the. I don't know if you saw the tweet that he put out, pretty much saying a lot of the same stuff. But uh, you know, he was saying how he claimed the world would see what uh, Miro is made of now that he's off the leash. But yeah. says he doesn't buy what he's selling. Says first he's playing video games, then he's someone's best man. You know, you could say Darby is this or that, but at least I know who I am. Do you know who you are, Miro? I like that a lot because, I mean, it's true. And yeah. at the same the time. identity, yeah. We, I mean, I think Mark's yeah. been talking about that a lot, too. And, and he's Darby's really good at kind of pointing stuff out. Because remember when he was going to go and defend against Janela, he was like, man, I remember when you first got here, you was blah, 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 and then you got complacent. You got this. Yeah. Man. And it was just like, damn, okay. Hey, like Speaking of which, he actually owns the trademark for the bad boy now. Neither here nor there, but just wanted oh, to... Oh, wow, good to know. Yeah, yeah. He, he posted that up. Uh, he tells him to look into his eyes, you generic son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. Uh, tells him you're not taking this away from me, and you're going to admit that I'm one of the toughest men you've ever been in the ring with. So, mm. um, you know, I, I let this up for discussion, but I pretty much wrote, like, you know... Yeah, no, I go mean, ahead. I'll, I'll let you lead, my dude. I mean, because I, I got more thoughts on, thing, on things post. that happen in post, yeah, yeah. Than, than I do... I mean, the match, in my opinion, is exactly what it was supposed to be. Like, Miro's yeah. a fucking beast. I I, I mean, it got uh, spoiled for me, but at the same time, I was like, good. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I you know, it is, it sucks. I mean, because I didn't realize it was it was the 10th defense, which would have been a great number for him, right? But yeah. at the same time, also a great number to be the spoil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Miro just beats Darby's ass pre-match while shouting into the hard cam, am I underwhelming you now? Like, yeah. repeatedly. Uh, we did see Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, you know, in the crowd, shown uh, pretty much laughing while watching the matches. You know, they're the ones responsible for. Uh, I feel like there's a classic know. case of not realizing your strength a lot in, in a lot of this match from Miro to Darby because there were some shots. I'm like, damn, bro, that looked like you floored that <laughs> yeah, too. Dude. Like, I mean, well, speaking of flooring, you know, to- Tope Suicida, uh, oh. but he like ricocheted the yeah, fuck off of Miro and, and then, and then hit the guardrail, dude. Yeah, I was, that was like, insane. so did that even hurt or is that a counter? Like, how does that go, yeah. man? Uh, there was a, even after that, he tried for a standing coffin drop to the outside, but Miro catches him and hits the release German on the outside. Yep. And I made note, this is after all the shit he already ate before the match. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. sheesh. Like, seriously. Uh, Scorpio Sky ends up uh, attacking Sting's leg while he's ringside, mm. uh, you know, that he injured from uh, a couple weeks ago uh, during the picture-in-picture, picture, so don't ever say I didn't report on the picture-in-picture, picture, right? <laughs> and then he actually, you know, the refs got him out there and he as he mocks the Sting surfer call, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think I caught that. That's good. Meryl ran Darby, who was on his back, into the stage wall. Sheesh! Ooh. Yeah, he did. Oh, man, I was like... So vocal watching this, I was like, God yeah, damn. same, same. Um, you know, there was also you know some times where uh, Darby started getting his mojo back and was like pulling out some real close uh, uh, pin attempts, and yep. uh, that schoolboy he, he hit out the corner was actually really close. Oh yeah, man. Uh, followed up with the code red, couldn't seal it, but yeah, finish comes when he actually taps Darby out with the game over, man. Um, uh, yeah, man, I, I like the back to back. What is it that that flipping stunner? Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And one was like. He countered that pop up uh, power slam and did, and I thought, wow, that looked really cool, you know. Yeah, but, I didn't even know he hit the pop up power slam until I was like, oh, 
Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. That wasn't even. I, I've never seen Miro do that, but I think with a guy that size. But one part I will say that I really did like is there's this moment um, where you see Darby is just like beating oh, yeah. down, and he looks up at Sting, Sting, yeah, and Sting looks at him. And I'll be honest, to me, that moment was when I knew he was losing. It, it was yeah. like to me, it was like a. I know this is probably the hardest fight of your life, but we don't quit. Like it's like, it's like they both realize like. We, there's not a high chance leaving with this belt, but, but we leave regardless. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I, I felt the same way. Like he right? was like he was like doing the fist bump. And yeah, it, it wasn't like he was admitting defeat, but he was kind of admitting the probability, I yeah. guess, of the situation. But it was almost like Sting was like, "Well, if you're gonna do it, make a earn it." He's like, "Go out fighting." Yeah, yeah because yeah, even immediately was... we slapped him. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then that's when he started like stringing together the the hot comeback, mm-hmm. which I, I enjoyed. I mean. That's one thing, like, I mean, people can say what they want about Darby, but his defenses in these matches, Mm -hmm. you know, some of them, obviously, some of the similar story, just because he is a smaller guy, but his storytelling and his facials are are great. Yeah, and it's very... He he makes it look very real. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very rare times I have a negative critique for Darby, I think, maybe for his promos, uh, you know, at first, but he's, yeah... He for, knows what he's doing. For a guy that's smaller, like you know, I I know I give a lot of shit to to, to Leon, yeah. uh, to Rough, yeah, yeah, or to, like uh, to, to Stunt, to Marco yeah, Stunt, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But he's not that far off from from that you know size chart, I guess you want to call. It. But he he makes it real. He makes yeah. it like he he makes his uh, attempt. It's his whole approach look I think. real. Yeah, I mean the way he walks in the ring, the way he stares at his opponent, all that. But yeah, no, I know we do got some post match theatrics going on. Yeah, this. we do. Per usual. Um, and as I wrote, of course they can never go off the air without some huge melee or overbooked angle. Mm-hmm. So post match, Sting is fighting off Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, even though they got you know escorted from the ring, so they're back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, who attacks him again? Uh, they get the better of him until the Dark Order come out for the save, which. Cool, but why? They have uh, no allegiance to anyone in this match except very loose respect for Darby, who, you know, with the way he's been trying to honor Brody. Yeah. I mean, but, there was the match with, with 10 not too long ago that where they were both there, and there was, like, that weird – it wasn't even a, a squirmish. It was just like, a, all right, we're just helping him up. And it's just like, well, you guys need to back up, you know? He's like, don't, but don't be at, helping but, him. But <laughs> after the fact, I believe they kind of were – they found – uh you know, you know, it's like the friend of my enemy is my friend type of situation. I can't remember what Some happened. Common but, ground. Oh yeah, but, they yeah, got they was, all got attacked. I exactly. So I think they were trying to call back to that, but I think they didn't do a commentary good job. Is very bad at that. Yeah, threading yeah. that throughout. You know, commentary. So yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we then pan back to Miro holding the title in Darby's face while once again asking him, "Am I underwhelming you now?" Mm. Then Lance Archer music hits. And oh, I, I put, forgot about that. I put part, yeah. as per usual because why not? His music is always the one that hits at the very end. It's yep. always him. As we get a tense standoff between both guys, as Jake tries to hold back Archer, I, I on did the stage. like that. I liked the way he was trying to hold him back, but it, it felt like it was thrown away because well, yeah, it felt just thrown in there at the. I mean, you did, we didn't. I mean, yeah, just you, just give Miro his, his his moment. His moment. Yeah, they. That's the thing is they didn't give Miro the moment. They didn't give SCU the moment. And that's yeah, that, that they, they they tend to over like I said they have this overbooked post shit that just takes yeah. away the focus man I'm just not yeah because they did it last week with Sting in the heel hold or no, no no I'm sorry with the blood and guts and then before then it's Sting with the heel hold and before then it's something out you know what I mean it's it, it's all kinds of stuff but yeah sometimes it I think it just would be best suited if they just let 
like the the main event guy have the moment because that usually you remember the last thing you saw but it doesn't mean you're not going to be excited for the next week especially if they run unopposed because then you're like man i wonder what's well, going to take the main event next week well you know? I, I got a note on that but before we get into that it's just oh, just to add to your point especially when you got darby putting the spotlight on all these things you haven't done nothing. Yeah. You've been this. You've done that, but you have nothing to show for it. Then he finally has something to show for it. He finally yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. Biggest win, big, biggest main event of his career because his only other main event he's been in was, I think, the uh, the tag match. Yeah. And then you don't even give him, like, dude, build him up. You Especially you say, after. Like, Tony says it in all these interviews about Miro and how it's so this ball of potential and how he's not going to do it. I'm like, what are you, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, especially after the slamming, uh, hurting Kip's wrist. Right, you keep yeah. you keep that rolling, and then after that, you got the. We'll see how the guy who doesn't mind dying does against the guy who doesn't mind, mind killing him. Like, where are where are those things helping build Miro into the match? You know, what I'm saying where he can say that at the end, like instead of the. Don't get me wrong. Am I underwhelming you now? It's not bad, but it's also like, are you not entertained now, or am I not? You know that whole CM Punk thing. You know, but it's like, I don't know. Miro gets really excited. You know, I noticed that, and and especially during during promos, and he's got a. Really, just you know, focus on it the yeah, way he wants I, to do I it. Wouldn't, but I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I, they didn't do any favors, like you said, uh, yeah. not to cut you off, but like like you said, you got Darby, the reigning champion, highlighted. You haven't done shit since you've been here, and then they kind of the treated one, him like yeah. that at the end by not highlighting his title win and giving him the spotlight solo. Not so. to mention, I mean, yeah, yeah, Darby was hurt coming in, but he's the one who beat the streak of yeah. Darby. Like now, there's a new guy in town. You know what exactly. I mean? Like that that's gonna be the measuring stick. Yeah. For the, for the tele or the, the the TNT championship, and we haven't seen who who's even out there that could beat him. You yeah, know what exa- I mean? I was just okay, say, yeah. They the show possibilities us, are yeah, big. Yeah, they, they, they show us Lance Archer, but not immediately, man. Not mm-hmm. immediately, no. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know. Like for me, it was just also just 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 the fact that like you know he. He should have just got that moment, man. Like yeah. it's just simply. Yeah. It's just, just. I mean, I can't. I can't help but think that probably the injury with Kip possibly uh, hop shotted him to this yeah. opportunity. They probably yeah. were going to have more business. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so they probably would have had a match. So it's nothing, like yeah. if this is, you know, this is a great booking for him, but don't like blow it, man. But anyways, man. Yeah, we'll um, see. Hopefully, he gets a promo in ring next week. You know? Yeah, something. I want to see that 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 uh, that Gucci man. I want to see something. Yeah. I want to see some drip. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but in terms of, you know, we were wondering why they were stacking that last week's episode so much. I guess they were trying to uh, get as much interest and get the ball rolling uh, momentum-wise because in the next couple of weeks they're going to be, uh, you know, rearranging their time slots with the NBA. I believe the playoffs are going to be coming in. So, Yeah, because uh, I believe Dynamite is going to be on Friday. Uh, the, possibly. The go-home week of uh, Double or Nothing. I wouldn't doubt I it because I know that, that they're having a quote-unquote fan fest, which yeah, is not Saturday. StarCast. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, it's going to be that Saturday. So. But yeah, just a little bit more insight on, on you know they weren't like they weren't really really ready to give us all that, but they had to to yeah ensure audiences, I guess. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, going into this complicated schedule with the NBA season coming up shortly, but um, that's all we got, man. And yes, yes, we do know WrestleMania backlashes uh, this week, but we don't even know what the hell's on it, man. I don't think we care. I don't think. We care. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, there's a couple triple threats. You I'm know, more interested we get in it, SmackDown as a as a weekly show than I am. Yeah. You know, because I don't. I'll be honest. Like, I don't even think this time last year when there was another 
you know, whatever event where Roman had the triple threat and showed up. We didn't even vote on that. You know what I mean? Like, so, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have this be a push. You I feel know like around this so, time it was uh, we got double or the, money the, the money in the bank. But, yeah, they're doing this backlash. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. But I do want to say, as we get closer to our official three-year uh, episode, yeah. I think we got four more after this, and then that's going to be the one. Yeah. I want to say thank you guys. You guys are always uh, supporting us, always listening, man, always helping us uh, get the word out, uh, appreciating all that we do, all that Doc does. On the meme tip, we, we enjoy making you guys laugh, trying to entertain you guys. Oh, and yeah. also, just, you know, I've been hearing that we educate some people that listen to this, which is honestly great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I feel gr- like if you're actually getting something solid from this and, and say you came in maybe a semi-wrestling fan or maybe not even a wrestling fan at all, but... Maybe just a fan you know, of us as people talking, chopping it up. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, maybe we're putting you on to some stuff. That's awesome. That's I mean, that's the best compliment we can get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and again, that's why we say thank you uh, for always checking us out, always supporting us. And you could do so if you're not already, which I don't know why you're not. You can follow us on all social media, man. That's the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and backslash Quincy Jones Show on Facebook, as well as hitting us up every Friday as we release this this uh, podcast crack that y'all love to get y'all Weekly fix on, man. episodic pandemic. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, pandemic. Oh. You can get it anywhere you go to get your podcast, but more specifically, man, it's going to be iHeartRadio, yep. iTunes, Spotify. How you doing? It's going to be Pandora. It's going to be... Uh, I, 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 there's another... Oh, oh CastBox, CastBox, SoundCloud as well, and of course, True 100 Radio, always showing love to your boy, man. Um, and Doc, you're going to be a little bit uh, interested in this because True 100 Radio, they're looking for bars. I saw that, and you know what it is. Every time you look at me, you know who I are, Mr. Five Star Bars. It's him himself, Hip Hop Hybrid, the only one in existence in the world of hip hop and pro wrestling, independent, and of course, mainstream. It's your boy, Doc Lesnar, as I do. And as you heard me earlier, I got to let you guys know I got a dope fucking album that is out. This is awesome. It's going nuts right now. We're already about to get, we're, we're almost past 10,000, baby. We're almost going to 11,000 streams. It's a beautiful thing. So just like, you know, staying in theme, Quincy wanted to thank everybody. I think every single one of you Lesnar maniacs that is spreading the world worldwide because I'm telling you guys, man, if you haven't, get on a train right now. Lesnar mania coming to a town near you, Jack. And that's not a fact. That's a, well, I won't say it's not a fact. It's not an insult. That's a fact of life. You guys know what it is. Follow your boy at Doc Lesnar on Instagram at Doc underscore KGS pod for like he just said, those wrestling memes. And of course, I'll hook you guys up with all the latest in wrestling headlines as well also go ahead and uh yeah i was gonna say i mean if you guys are more uh about physical things doc i believe may be having some physical copies uh, of the album coming oh, soon this man. is so, true man stay tuned stay tuned man i know it's all about the streams and the mp all that i got albums they're gonna be on deck and what you guys physical. Are probably physical championships physical shit <laughs> for you guys to purchase we'll go ahead and i'm sure we'll we'll have it right here as always, giving to you listeners first and foremost, man. Absolutely. But yeah, look out for that. And uh, yeah, other than that, man, follow me at I'm Doc Lesnar on Twitter, at I'm Doc Lesnar on Facebook. Other than that, besides this is awesome, I got three words for you, Yomp. my dude. Top guys out. out.